0: Welcome to the Five Podcast. I am your host, Shane Hazen. And for our year in special, Ted Haycraft is with me.
1: Yes, I'm back from the dead. And, to be here.
0: and manager Showplace in Mazith, Aaron Smith. Hello
2: again, Shane.
0: Hello again, Aaron Smith. Uh I, I Smith, you don't want to explain what the Richard Lester dinner, why this is called the Richard Lester dinner. Ted, I don't know if I want you to explain. No, why I'm, it's- what about
1: this? <laughs> so just go put it this way. There are some every almost it's my fault. That when we have we get together. What we, we always end up with? Jack Kirby, Warren Beatty, Richard Lester, and Sergio Leone.
0: That was always the original. That Dillon. was actually going to be Bob
1: Dylan, and then now Bob Shane just walks out. When, when that was originally going
0: to be the name of this podcast. Of how long does it take for Warren Beatty, Bob Dylan, or Sergio Leone to be brought up?
1: And I have I had this really good point I want to make about Richard Lester and the history of cinema, and these guys will not come to terms with me on cutting this.
0: cutting back before whenever i used to not live in evansville i would come back from austin and we'd all get together right before i leave usually we'd stay out all night at ihop and we usually catch up mostly on our urine list and inevitably those those figures would come up right and inevitably we would argue with your love of richard lester that
1: that he he the, the modern music video uh starts kind of starts with him is kind of the, the
0: godfather or the modern music God. video the mu- modern music video does not exist without richard lester sometimes is what i feel like yes
1: you... i think I, I can i'm still gonna stand by that
0: yeah see i'm bringing this up like i want to get into this argument and i don't because we've done it so many times and we've never well yeah to... but you,
1: it's down to the cartoony points where you guys are just being just being obstinate just the, for the sake of it no and we like, can we can't our conclusion really a long time a clear ago heads about it oh no trying to and, uh, really listen to what i'm saying and my Are proof. you going to come
0: up with a new point? Is Richard Lester going to d- uh, direct another I mean, promotional you know, <laughs>
1: video that we didn't know about? That we're going to suddenly say, not, "Oh, and, egad, you're right." And, and, and like again, I'm not going to say I, I have no. We're going to agree that MTV is like be all end all of anything, but they actually gave him, you know, a trophy, an award <laughs> for should, the very first. You <laughs> should see
0: the like, like Office like Jim from the Office like looks. Aaron Smith is giving me. He's just shrugging and looking over at me. <sighs>
1: anyway.
2: we we like Richard Lester, Ted.
1: Okay, I know. Okay, I hope. I know, but I just I, I think it's an interesting point to roll around and, okay. and, and uh, okay. inspect. But right. I guess we're, we won't do it here.
0: All right. No, we're here for due to our top 10 lists, but these episodes go long. So, as much as I want to hear what you guys have seen been seeing recently, I have one movie I've been willing to rant about for a while. And I'm afraid, I'm pretty positive, neither one of you have seen it. Because, Smith, you no longer work at Showplace. He's at, despite my intro, you work at Showplace Newberg now. That is true. Yeah. And, Ted, the other thing we bug you about is you don't like horror or you were not as <laughs> eager to see new horror movies
1: yeah well no i i, I love again you guys that's that's another long run, running okay fine well. no but i mean i love cinema period
2: that's a subtitle
0: of this
1: <laughs> as I opposed love, to you guys it, who don't like cinema <laughs> but I, I wanted to be i'll see any genre out there but i wanted to be good and have some quality to it so the, you know, there's the a inference
0: lo- there being that horror is consistently not. There's a as lot of good. horror
1: films that you know I'm sure some of our friends would uh, argue this with me, but uh, there you know a dime a dozen. We,
0: we sympathize with you on this, just because obviously horror fanatic fans are often I don't know how much a- nice to say it, aggrandizing of the values of some of these movies, or they have different things they want out of these movies sometimes. Right. They're re- the really hardcore horror fans. I can, but the movie I saw was Skin Marine. Have either of you guys heard anything about this?
1: Not not till I saw some really I saw a really interesting write up on Facebook. Somebody was really going on. No, it, it might have been a Variety review. That
0: may make sense. Or
1: somebody wrote about how they were surprised to see this even in the theater.
0: This is by far I and I, I was thinking about it because I don't know. It goes back to even the Tri-State Cinema Society days when Tri-State Cinema Society would play stuff at Showplace. This is the most art house avant garde thing I have seen at Showplace Cinemas ever. It was. So the movie is about basic the basic plot, even though like I had to read the synopsis to understand it after seeing the movie, is that these two kids wake up, their parents are gone, and the windows are gone in their house, and there's a boogeyman talking to them. And the way it's shot is with the movie's, uh, I think, uh, 82 minutes, and there's probably... Fifteen shots of human beings in this movie. The rest of it's just angles of different parts of the house. Hey, are you spoiling it by saying that? no. A <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. There's so little incident in here to be spoiled. Um,
1: it's. I mean, there's. There's. A lot. I, you know, and, you're it, admit. you I have to admit, you have me a treat. I think that's. I, I think it was your. I think it was your stuff on Facebook. I read. No, I, I and have was not. A review
0: I have not this. talked about this on Facebook because here's oh. the thing. I. i made a point on the show. I only don't. I don't want to talk negatively about movies. I don't want to talk negatively about like lower budget movies, but. I wish I had been firmly prepped for this because this thing was one of the most hard-to-get-through movies I've seen all year just because the boogeyman aspect and the avant-garde aspect do not gel well together. Uh. And it's it's a very low-budget movie, and um, one of the things that the movie does is the kids go downstairs and they turned on a Max Fleischer cartoon. So the Max Fleischer cartoon is the entire content of the entire movie. It plays nonstop.
1: Those are make it pretty uh, druggy. <laughs>
0: very much so and in and like but i my problem was i saw the seams throughout all of it like uh one thing i've been wanting to talk to anybody about okay i think i've mentioned to you guys in editing there's a technique you can do if you want a shot to go on indefinitely without feeling like there's a cut what you'll do is you'll take say like a, a 30 frames uh, a clip or something and then you will duplicate it put it next to the other one and then reverse that one so when you get to the end of the first clip it starts back at that point goes to reverse and you can loop those clips indefinitely over and over. So, Skin of Rink has this, it takes place in 1995, but it's, it has this look where it's supposed to feel like a grindhouse movie from the 70s. And it's got this film grain thing. And what I could tell after, I don't know, five minutes of watching the movie is that they had the grain effect on top of it that only lasted five seconds. And it looted back and forth. And I was so bored with this movie i started looking for different spots of film grain to appear every 15 to 20 seconds in the exact same spot
1: well it, this is weird you're, you're you're exuberance about talking about it, it makes I, you want to see it it's, I, that's it, what i was I thinking i, think, I want to see it even minute, more minute, now but yeah yeah you're you're really joking it your uh,
2: experience is uh, intriguing I, it,
1: well, I, we well that's it. the thing is i wish
0: you guys had seen it just because and i and like again part of the the philosophy of not wanting to uh, uh talk negatively about a movie is like i don't want to talk someone out of liking a movie So I don't see the point in in dogging on something, but this this movie like
1: this review or whatever I I read,
0: I just walked out quickly when I was. Was I
1: think uh, bouncing it off of a racer head? Like if you saw if you had been there, saw a racer head when it was an initial run.
0: The, 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 the big problem with this, like, oh, well, okay, David Ehrlich, when, when I got into it, David Ehrlich had a line, I, I'm, this isn't the exact line, I'm, I'm putting two of his lines together, but it's basically if someone had made a slow cinema version of the last shot of Blair Witch Project, hmm. yeah, but and that sounds great, and that's what I was kind of, like, intrigued by. I figured, like, it was going to be an artier paranormal activity, and the issue is that I just felt like the gimmick took over. And again, mm. even even as arty in obtuse as it was, the the gimmick just took over. Well,
1: let me ask you this: if this is an interesting your reaction is very interesting. Do, are you? Do you think this is it? One film? Is it one filmmaker? A couple of filmmakers? Is it,
0: It's one uh, filmmaker. Like uh, I, I I'm unfamiliar with. It. I, think, w- I think it's the first. Do film. you
1: think he's got a future? Is, is there something that you see that? But like, wow, maybe he'll uh, run with this and, and and make something out of it. Like I, you know, obviously, like when Aronofsky dropped down. A pie was just amazing. Yeah, we knew something. This 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 guy's going somewhere. I guess you probably thought that when you saw Racerhead, possibly. Well, that's the that's no, my argu- <laughs>
0: that's my argument against it. I, I hope he has a career, but this thing is very very one note oh, okay. for for eighty two minutes. Like you get it quickly, and it's from a Cinemax standpoint. I had no clue what was going on, but which I mean, sure, from an experimental standpoint, is maybe a a a plus, but. I just I just wanted to talk to somebody about. This. Well, it's Who's only
1: seen it. Seen it. it's only 82 eight, minutes. So it's, well, it's me I, intrigued. I mean, I, I thought mean, the same thing. 82 yeah. minutes,
0: it is, and is, short. It's is distinctly the weirdest thing I've seen, and, short that, short. That, and first, weird. That now, sounds great. We,
1: we got we have we're, uh, we already have a little expectation uh, built into us that we know that we can probably get through better than you did. Maybe yeah. uh,
0: if someone had prepped me for it, I would have been better off.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, is it? Would you categorize it as a standard horror film, or is it even? In Unless that the end problem of the spectrum. is, like, the
0: boogeyman aspects don't work. Here's the way I would say it. the uh, As a boogeyman plot, I think it doesn't work. As a narrative, I don't think it works. The last three minutes of the movie when I was like, I think I see finally see the finish line and was ready to get up, I kind of had this idea that maybe it works and is amazing as a four-year-old's nightmare.
2: That sounds great, Jake. We're
1: not so We're ready to go see us.
0: You know, so maybe it's I'm hopefully getting show. out of this without yeah. being too negative. And you just I- run yourself. Maybe I am. I'm doing my job in selling the movie. So, ah. are we ready to move on to our lists? Uh. You get we've. This is our third year in a row doing this, and I. When you sat down, maybe you were like, so, "Should I have gotten a maybe list?" Maybe I was
1: so you know, maybe I was so uh, uh, traumatized last year that I had such a good thing going, and then I, you know, kind of got the execution kind of. So you're me. like, I had a good thing no, going. I'm not going to do it again. No, this no, year. seriously. I, I didn't really. Th- I didn't, I. I guess I needed to be reminded that I needed a definitive list, but I do have something that basically that blew me away. That pretty much over overshadows anything on the list i make i can make maybe.
0: all right so what i want to do is we can go as high as we want we want i want to get through this fast especially our first art up until we get to our top 10 so we can go as high in numbers as we want but what i also want to do is if we mention a movie uh and someone else has it higher on their list you don't have to say what number it is we will wait until the last the highest number that someone will talk about it does that sound good okay okay Right, well, it was really
1: between you two guys you got i'll just let me follow your leads and i'm gonna i get my notebook here in front of me i have to...
0: okay i'm gonna t- try to start in my top 20 but the thing is like my 25 through 20 i can narrow i can run through really quick and i was just, like they're just interesting stuff or actually um 26 through tw- uh 21 uh 26 beavis and butthead do the universe 25 this place rules 24 senior uh, Twenty three, which I just saw today off of Aaron Smith's recommendation. Wait, oh, oh. wait,
1: wait! So now this place rules.
0: This was an HBO documentary made oh. by um, this um, uh, Instagram guy who who followed the January six riots mm. and built up to it. Have you heard anything about this, Smith? Yeah, absolutely. Did you seen it?
2: No, not yet, but it's definitely on the list.
0: Okay, and then Senior, the Robert Downey Senior doc, which is great. Uh, what I just saw on Twenty three today, based for Aaron Smith's recommendation, all quite on the Western Front. 22, I'm curious if you saw it. Uh, Hustle, which I think Adam Sandler oh, should also mention. We're doing this the day before the Oscar nominations.
1: Right. And of course, you know, right now or right away, I'm just kind of disqualified here altogether because everything you've mentioned so far is streaming.
0: Every year it gets worse and worse. As more streaming movies become the more significant thing, the more you're unwillingness to have streaming services well, yeah, in your house but,
1: you know yeah it's uh, i know i'm just because
0: you know what my 21 is and i'm, I'm done with it is just going to really just b- make this point perfect kimmy the steven soderbergh movie from this uh, year you steven soderbergh's word always hits you isn't it
1: i know because there's about four or five S- soderbergh's because
0: he has that deal with hbo
1: uh well even in some of them anything on netflix and the, the things the sports uh, hustle. hustle anyway i don't you know everybody when i tell people i don't have internet at home and therefore, I don't have streaming. Everybody just is just, like, shocked. But as Aaron can attest, I see almost most of my movies in the theater. I make a point to go to the theater and see them on a big screen. And I, uh, and I like to collect. I like to have hired copies. So I have to wait. Hopefully that'll be a hard I just, copy eventually. I just find
0: it funny that you will, yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm in the same vein where I will drive a long distance to go see a movie, but you will not spend the ten bucks to get a streaming service into your house.
1: Well, there's how much a month on the uh, the uh, the internet, and then uh, I I don't know. I mean, it's it is a it is a weird thing. I I can't judge. I can't defend it. Too well, I well. can
2: actually, Ted. I'll I'll defend it for you, and I'll say this. Um, I do have streaming, sur- I have all the streaming services, of Disney, HBO, Hulu, Netflix. And uh, my experience of watching a lot of these films, and a couple that you mentioned, I-, I did have Higher Than You, Hustle, and All Quiet on the Western Front. I definitely thought we're somewhere in the teens, maybe not quite top ten. We can hold off on talking about them. There certainly. Me- well, we don't necessarily have to, but the, the point I wanted to make is that because they were on streaming, I'm not sure I gave them the attention that I would have that given is so them.
0: That's so true. I possibly have seen this movie so many times.
2: Yeah. And and for me, it's, oh, there's Doritos. Oh, and now I have to go to the restroom. And now I have an a eBay auction that's ending. It's and
0: always the worst where I'm literally like, where's my phone? My phone's next to me. That I is, really tried to not do
2: that, but right. And oh, totally. Ted probably wouldn't have that same distraction. I don't think he's a, attached to his phone the way that you and I are. Yeah. But that's the the concern that I have with all seeing most of these movies on streaming is that I don't give them the attention they deserve.
0: I mean, it's it's it's. I'd rather watch a Netflix movie in a theater. I'd rather watch it with people around, so like I feel the obligation not to pause. And I can not. I can pay less attention. Or than hold it. your
2: pee.
1: Oh, I'll stop that.
0: <laughs> all right. Who wants to? I I just want to get through the first list right away. Who's next? Ted, I don't.
1: I mean, I, I, I'm looking. Th- I, I like I said, I can't. I'm. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, li- You're listening at home. I uh, didn't. I, I failed. why would it they a have list. to be at
2: home, Ted? So
1: <laughs> you don't have a list at all? No, not really. Really, seriously, I didn't. I didn't really put the one together. Wow, uh, I know. I fail. Well, I, I was thinking more. It was. We've also used this as an end, end of the year and kind of like what what's happening, what's going on. And overall, I thought, and as opposed to just No,
0: we've talked about the
1: year no. in review. Oh, no. uh, well, gosh, I guess, that, I guess my brain's somewhere else. <laughs> Usually,
2: though, I'll get a couple of good uh, leads from both of you about movies that sure, I've either totally. forgotten or missed or skipped or just absolutely forgotten about. Okay,
1: so. I will throw one out. St. Uh, Omer uh um, i missed it i missed and, it and it it, it, it it only played for like a week here right uh fridge film uh she what is she, oh the script right? i think the screenwriter is the portrait of a woman on fire right
0: no no what me. did
1: she do just recently that was here oh uh
0: petite so, maman huh petite maman
1: no there was something else maybe that produce, was her last movie this
0: year i think somebody but,
1: i think somebody from that film was involved with you know, maybe i'm mixing up same. are of. you sure actress maybe Maybe, maybe, but anyway, I, I did see that, and it's very it's a it's a it's a the interesting thing about it is you think you're going to go oh we're going to be watching this really interesting arty dry courtroom sequence at the time of the film, but it's it it slowly messes with it, and by the end of it you're you're left with a lot of things to ponder to think about and how and how that she plays it out. It's based on a real incident. And uh, very fascinating, and uh, uh, I, so I, I would put that on my list because you know, as again, uh, living in Evansville, Indiana, it was here, sure, having internet, was, yeah. uh, uh, not having the streaming services, you know, my uh, I'm very limited to what I got to see, uh, the cutting edge or foreign films or whatever. I you know, I didn't, do, I pretty much saw anything major, I guess, like you know, top the Top Guns and the. I,
0: I want to mention this because I said this to you guys when I I had I worked for a few months in uh, Los Angeles this year. And when, I, especially when I first got out here, I found it very interesting that when I first, so it'd been September, I got out there. A lot of the movies I was looking to see out in L.A. were playing here.
1: Yeah, well, did I, uh, you correct me if I'm wrong, Shane, but I, I, I've always, I, I always thought, oh. In LA, you get, you know, it's just everything's there and you get to see everything you want. And then I, and and then over the years, I've heard from friends that live there and you, you know, your uh, knowledge and everything else. You know, you, if you want to see St. Omar, you may have to go way out in the burbs to see Mm -hmm. it. And it only plays for a week.
0: Kind of, yeah. And I think a lot of it's changed post uh, pandemic because, you know, Arclight, uh is closed. Um, oh, uh, Landmark was closed. Uh, you know, I, I saw Fablements on opening day when it was only at two theaters, and they were two of the biggest AMC theaters in LA. So it hmm. was, yeah, it was just, it was odd. Can, it, I, can,
1: can I can well, we'll wait to see how your list plays out because I do have a question about a film we just mentioned. But let's let's go, go ahead.
0: Uh, some I'm sure someone's going to have Fablements higher on. You that. think so? I I get. I will say Fable lens was lower on my list than what I have mentioned so far, but lower than we'll talk about it whenever th- I'm sure it's going to be on one of you guys is higher, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. We can talk T- Ted. If you don't have a list, this is where you can come in and you can bring in the big, well, why isn't this on your list? And when you want to talk about when you want to talk
1: about, right, no, no, yeah, no, but, but anyway, say, I'll, I'll throw that out. I'll, I'll, that's my first pitch. For I'm, I'm,
0: I'm sad. I missed it. I would sound, and
1: I'd-, uh, I'd be, I would be very intrigued to see what you guys think of it.
0: Smith, you want
2: to start? Um, sure. Um, I would actually say I don't necessarily have a, uh, top 30 and I'd say even really my top 10 isn't necessarily ordered. It's just 10 okay. that I liked. And there, there are a couple that I liked more, but certainly. Did you have and, an honorable mention? Yes. And that's why I would say most of these would fall into. And there were, um, a few documentaries that I saw that I really felt like, I don't know where these would fit into a top 10. But certainly Moon Age Daydream, I don't know if that's... I, saw that.
0: I got to see that in IMAX.
2: Yeah, and that's the, the experience of it and the way that it sounded. It yeah. was just incredible. And I'm a big boy. And to be honest, most of these documentaries, if you're fans of the subject, it made the documentary really interesting. And
0: Moon, Moon Age Daydream had 20-minute sequences that were just amazingly edited. It was just felt like when you put it all together, it was a lot. But but it's in, it had sequences in that. It was just like... I haven't seen this footage of Bowie. I didn't know this footage was available, existed. Exactly. I
2: had the exact same experience where I'm Bowie. I'm assuming we're all Bowie fans. I
0: think I'm going to guess you're the biggest Bowie fan in the room, but yes, I am.
2: Okay. Well, that's... We all knew the music and just saw a lot of footage that I had never seen. Some I had seen, but obviously I'd never heard it. I mean, I know Ted saw it in an Atmos theater. So, oh, man, the sound Atmos is incredible. Really better than the IMAX. You and I both saw it in the IMAX. So, just the way it looked and say it was just a, a great experience. So, yeah. uh, certainly that's something that I think would probably slot somewhere in the top 10 as far as like my experience in the theater. But I don't know if it was a top 10 film.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, and then I would say uh documentary that I saw on, I think it's Disney fire of love. I started,
0: I haven't finished it yet.
2: Really solid. Um, and you know, you, you kind of fall in love with the two characters, I, I guess. And so, uh, there and, and you know how it ends, it's one of those type yeah. of things. It's like Grizzly, Grizzly Man, yeah, yeah. And, and the experience is what. And uh, it is similar to a documentary that I saw a couple of years ago. Werner Herzog made another film about volcanologists, it has some overlap with that. So, I actually think his film was a little better, still a very good film. Uh, and then the other two, and and I guess because these are series, I don't know if they would necessarily count as films, but since last year, we all Counted the Let It Be documentary as a documentary feature. Um, Last movie stars. I, I don't know. Ted really liked this quite yeah, a bit.
0: Yeah. If I, you're I a Newman consider- fan, I, 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 I,
2: are you not a Newman fan? No,
0: no, no. I I I didn't finish it, but I, I liked what I there's talked, a lot I, of. I, it. I don't know if I would consider it a. It's it's more of a mini series, but okay.
2: And and Fine. we need to talk about Cosby. Is the other one that uh, I felt like uh, it's it's three part series. So it's, but it's you know only about three and a half hours, maybe four hours. I thought that was also very good, but there was there was a lot of it, and I think that, that makes watchability difficult. And the same thing with the uh, the last movie stars. I'm a huge Newman fan, so I, I had less of a difficult time sitting through it. But I think as far as watchability, if it was maybe two and a half, three hours, a, a lot of the techniques that he used were really great.
0: Last movie star, I thought was. Imp- in, just endlessly watchable I okay just, th- i thought the mythologizing of it was maybe i couldn't tell yeah was, yes well I, I just couldn't tell if it was just like actor talking up an actor you know yeah
2: um, it's worshipful
0: yeah um i i'm gonna uh, put a, a a spoiler for the end uh, at the end of mine i i, I like this year but my favorite thing was a tv show I, uh, I'll, I'll get to later when i get to
1: my number one but
0: Really? No, it's not my number one. I'm just gonna say when I get done with my oh, one, I the see. the best thing I saw this year was an episode arc. But anyway,
1: well, I'm 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 trying to be as sneaky as I can. Quiet, going through my note my journal I keep mm.
0: Do you do you need some more time? To... I got I got a
1: paper journal. I paper journal I keep, and, I, and I, I'm behind a letterbox. I duplicated a letterbox, but I got behind a letterbox. So yeah, I'm gonna have to catch that up sometime. One uh, I saw that I really thought kind of came out of nowhere. AMC brought it in. Uh, uh, Clifton Collins and Jockey. Where he's just uh he's on the you know on the uh, on the verge of being uh, have aging you seen, out. Of. Have you seen this on anybody else's top ten? No, but I, the critic the critics all liked it and and uh, it maybe maybe it's too oh, maybe it's too maybe it's maybe by the time we got it was really like, technically a, two years ago maybe. A I, film. Was it? But was it like a Sundance movie or something? Yeah, I think it did uh, did Sunday really well at festival Ooh. and the actress in it she's well known um, uh, and just just some really uh, uh, just a, just a nice little quiet film that I, I love these little films. You know, it's like when uh, uh, the woman the woman that did Eternals, remember her film about Chloe Zhao. The, remember when she came out with that w- one uh, Western character and broke his, you know, hurt himself on horseback riding.
0: Uh, you, you're talking about the writer, right?
1: Yes, the writer. Yeah, just like, these little films that just come out of nowhere and they're just quiet character studies. And uh, this is just really appreciated. Jockey's one of those. So I, I if I don't know if, that, I, I don't know if I'm going to amass enough titles here for a top ten. But a, a jockey would be, you know, somewhere Re- in there. You haven't given uh, like any thought to like a. No, really, I, I've kind start. of, kind of, I've kind of the pandemic, and it's just and, one of those things and,
0: that goes by the wayside. Like. Yeah, and
1: I used, you know, I, I the reason I started this journal was for top tens. I th-
2: I and, think we could all say, uh, and and I'm guessing I speak for you guys as well that Top Gun and Avatar are are those in your top tens. Should top I not nine. say this? The Batman this year too? They're not in my top ten, uh, but I I had a great time. They're okay. they're spectacles. Well, they're great that, fun. They're,
0: they're they're in my top five. We can talk about. Okay, that
2: well then, go, so I'm glad that they are because and we I, can talk about that I, me not putting them in there may be unfair.
0: Did you did either you two have? Would you have Batman the Batman in your top ten or top twenty?
2: <sighs> it was the the my favorite. If, if we're going to categorize it as a superhero film, it was it was probably my favorite of the year.
1: Of the year, but not
2: but that's not saying a whole lot because i guess dr strange is really, the only one i even really liked. so there weren't that many that i, you know, i fell in love with this year so. also in my top 10. Oh, i'm sorry. What? I I am just picking apart his list.
0: Yeah. Well, I, my one thing that's going to come when we get to my top was like i miss spectacle. It's period of streaming conversation. Well,
2: there's another one that's not in yours, that's in mine. I do have... I... Elvis, that... Uh, no. sir- it's, oh, coming oh, it's coming up, it's coming up. Well, I love those movies. You know, the one <sighs> that I, I...
0: Look, okay, I'm going to name mine.
2: Let's get this out. Do you want to your, let's
1: just let's get do to 10. your... Let's here
2: 25, and then Ted and I... I'm, that I'm might a, make I'm it 21. 21. easier. I'm you 21.
1: Because I You're the one who's got it all together here, so... Well, I think you should. It's it's almost no three. This is our third year doing. Yeah, I know, but you're you know you're in the you're 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 young. You're a filmmaker. Oh, it's the, it's the youth. And it's the youth. and you have the you're still at it. Your enthusiasm. All right. This.
0: Sorry, getting 20 In Broken order the rules of the game. Bullet train Which I thought yes, Was a really so much like, fun Fun to get back In a the theater And just
2: Aaron Johnson Is movie, going to be A movie star
0: Movie stars Acting with each other And being funny And charming It was It was a Really entertaining Right to me uh, number 19,
1: Nope, which I know a lot. Oh, you, yeah. It's, guys, I,
2: that's about where I would put it. I,
0: somewhere that, in the teens. That's, probably,
1: that's going to be in the top 10, yeah.
0: That's going to be in your top oh, 10? Oh, really? So you want be. to hold off on talking
1: about it? Or? We can, we, or whenever you want to talk about it.
0: Nope, I thought was... Um,
1: you do, were more disappointed with it. I know.
0: This is a vague, 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 vague spoiler if you haven't seen the movie that came out this summer, but I have a problem with... Um, Oh, yeah. villains that have—I I, again—I want to be vague about this. Uh, uh, villains that have really simplistic uh, weaknesses that make no sense that are like set up as third act things that kill them, and well, among, see, among other things.
1: Well, I have a retort to that. y'all allow me to retort. <laughs> <laughs> and, I've, and I think I've already mentioned this to you before, or I've have mentioned this to people. Me. I feel like this is a, 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 a the jaws for this era for this, this
0: there's a difference between oxygen tanks and plastic
1: <laughs> and i know that's this reminds high, me more science. might be too high praise and i know jaws is like a perfect film uh that is really I, I i'm not even going there <laughs> i'm just saying i uh it was a horror film and the, the, the creature was in a much very much similar to it the shark what a shark is Think about it. Think about it.
0: What worked, what worked for me about Nope is, um, but it also I feel like it was too much about its own metaphor. So all the stuff about filmmaking was great, but it was too much about it for it to feel integrated. It got, a,
1: I, I mean, yeah, I, that's where I can't say I can't. I'm just saying it feels like a Jaws. I'm not saying it is a Jaws. It, it's at that level, but it is. It, it, it's, it's. I like the characters, and you were involved with the characters, and the creature was just well, okay. It's. It's. It's there. And the metaphors, yeah, that did kind of uh, lean it over. But what makes Jaws so great is just those you want to hang out with those guys.
0: Did did you you guys see Jaws 3D, by the way?
2: Not recently.
1: No, no, no. no, The 3D that that came out this year. Supposedly, the 3D conversion was great. I could put that on my top Linden list. There you go. I missed it. I heard it was great. It was. It was. uh, 3D held up the entire film. Which is a, you know well, I, it's, a,
0: it's a new conversion though it's not like the it's not like the third Jaws yeah that they did it, in 3D, no no it,
1: yeah it was but I, I was really I was really pleased with it I, I couldn't believe it, that they actually because I'm I'm so dubious about 3D films
0: Spielberg's actually been pretty good about his 3D conversions now I think
1: about it but but anyway getting back I just think I just think in terms of like I love I I, I it was cool hanging out with these characters and seeing where they're gonna do and how they interacted and, and that's what you get with Jaws that's the that's why I'm kind of comparing Jordan
0: Peele it. also to his credit is just. Just pound for pound, he is really emerging as just scene for scene one of our best working filmmakers. I'm not going to take that away. It's, it was great to watch, yeah. but um, going quicker, uh, number 18, Prey, uh, just a prequel sequel that you're like, well, this is unnecessary and this was great.
1: Yeah, it came out of nowhere. I haven't seen it, I mean, I, I'm dying to see it, but it sounds great.
0: Yeah, especially if you watch the uh, uh, don't watch it with the English and watch it. Yeah, it was in subtitled. Uh, seventeen. I know it was a, like some people really. It just came and went, bros. It's very oh, funny.
1: bros. Yeah, yeah. There's there's you, a. I the, think you
2: missed it. I think you intended to come.
0: And oh just yeah, no, it I then. definitely
1: want to see it. It's on, and I'm and the Blu Ray's at a pretty affordable price. I'm so mm-hmm. gonna probably pick.
0: There's up. a speech with Billy Eichner gives at the end. that kind of well, anyway. Um, number sixteen, Elvis. I think you are. You gonna have that in your top ten? It
2: stuff? is, and obviously, I, I'm sure we both agree it's flawed, and I'm sure you saw that. Tom Hanks got a Razzie nomination for Oh my god. Razzie nominations
0: came out today and Blonde was like, oh the Raz Razzies are the worst. I'm sorry that I brought they're... it up. I shouldn't no, have. No, it's fine. The Razzies are just 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 a shitty organization. Like, like the the they're, they're what's the one of their first titles is also on the sight and sound list we just had an episode about? The Shining? Like it's it just who what organization puts all that energy into tearing something down like that? It's just ugh. uh uh Fifteen. That's, I'm done with uh, Babylon. Babylon. You, did you
1: see Babylon, Ted? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, I,
0: yeah. I, in fact,
1: I, I want to see it again on the big screen. Babylon. It's, because I mean that ending. Uh, there's a lot to still digest. Yeah. You're you're, you're you're almost grabbed by the, you know, by the reins, and you're just you're jerked in this thing, and then all of a sudden you gotta start to, like almost readjust uh, yourself.
0: Yeah. Well. I, I've mentioned in other episodes. I, I know Damien Chazelle is a big punching bag for a lot of, of people. I love Damien Chazelle. I think he he's he's such a master at big endings for like what would tradish, traditionally be Oscar movies, but he does endings well. Like La Land and Whiplash have just these great endings. And I do like First Man too quite a bit. And what I found really weird is that I thought the first hour of Babylon was great, and I thought the third hour of Babylon is where it really kind of just because like the way kind of stretched to make tragedy for these characters um the way it came it felt like it became more of a gangster story at certain points as opposed to a hollywood story and then there's that last sequence which i think you're referring to which almost brought me back into it But, but it was weird also um i saw it the night of the winter storm right before christmas eve at showplace east and when i got there there was only one other person that had a ticket and when I got in the theater, that person didn't show up because of the storm. I was the only one person who was in the storm. So it's weird seeing this movie, especially at the end, where you see these sequences of these full theaters of people just rapturously, silently enjoying cinema. And I'm at each show place, each biggest theater, looking around on by myself.
2: A lot of people are having that experience, though. It's just not doing well. And it's a challenging watch for a lot of people.
0: Isn't there the hope that the some Oscar nominations are going to get it a little I, bit more I hope so.
2: I I mean I don't know if it has necessarily an audience um more than it's already reaching uh, other than us, you know, that the first film hour fans. Is
0: just great. I love, yeah. Ted, do you or do you want me well, to where consider? are you now? I'm at 15. Should you get 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 up to 10? Yeah,
2: let's do that. Yeah. So right. I don't want to poach any more of your your picks since All I've right. kind of already decided and I'll, I bet I could pick the rest of your top 10 out by what you exclude 15 okay, to 10. Fine.
0: Uh, I think this is going to get a lot of nominations tomorrow. Number 14, Banshees of Inisherin. Um,
2: that's, I'm, that's way higher on mine,
0: but okay. we can we, talk about We will it talk about that in a second. Um uh, 13 is one of my favorite novelists and one of my favorite working filmmakers, uh, White Noise. Did you guys see that? Not yet. No. Okay. Streaming. Oh man. We like. I have also this is another this is along the line of skimmering. I've been waiting to talk to somebody about this movie. So, um, it has got this eighty affectation, eighties affectation to it. But one of the things that like Don DeLillo has been adapted for screen a few times, and I never until now really got how like someone should adapt him with goofy comedy. And like, and the thing is, the movie like Noah Baumbach love is is has a love of language and. It doesn't because Delilo is so distincted it. It doesn't always manifest in the best way. So there's literally a scene in this movie where Adam Driver is in his bed, wake awake and can't get back to sleep, and he literally starts talking to himself Don Delilo prose. But um, I I, I kind of get what Bombach was talking about as like related related to the pandemic. I get that. But the real real price of admission is the end credits. It is the year's best end credits sequence. Um, Any
1: better than the Buckaroo
0: oh do... Buckaroo Bonds I didn't come out this year Ted
1: oh that's right oh, oh you said this year okay
0: it is yes okay it is it, I wouldn't say it was one of the greatest of all time but it is in recent memory yeah I it, it, you, yeah if you have to forward, fast forward to just like you can watch it as his own music video it is great um 13 or, or yeah no 12 uh I, I think it. wait did it it played in Owensboro it didn't play here confess fletch it was a movie i saw I well, actually did play it. they played
2: they were doing the two shows a day or yeah. you know peppering it, it was throughout fun.
1: i saw it you okay enjoyed it yeah it was yeah. nice i saw nice it. Yeah. nice yeah. yeah nice uh i i saw it at, how would you
2: uh, compare it to the other i mean the chase
1: well you paper. know the first one i think is just wonderful i i and i thought finally because chevy's career is so such a mess. But when he, they, I thought that was a perfect vehicle for him. It just, I go, oh, this is a perfect fit for
0: that. It does feel like that. Like the whole buzz Bugs but One of the things that I found fascinating was when I felt like this movie got buried was because everyone thinks that Chevy Chase made that character. And that character was written in a novel as Bugs Bunny. And it's just like, it's a perfect fit for Chevy right, Chase.
1: Right, So, yeah. Which is
0: why John Hamm, like, is just, is very good on his own. Like, I, No, it was, it was fine. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it.
2: Um, I, I would like to see more.
0: Okay, so sure. yeah, the, I would love it. They made more. It does not. I can't imagine they are going to. It was Greg Matola.
2: and like? Do you think though? The, I mean, what's the production budget on this? It doesn't really have to earn a lot of money for them to have. It a seemed like
0: it was buried though. No. Uh, per my point, uh, Ted, you were asking about LA movies and how it, it was. Um, it was the last night it was playing, kind of uh, in Century Cities, where I saw it, and and it was going to go where, like, if you looked up on. Um, uh fandango like it was gonna then i'd have to drive 20 miles to go see it so i saw it like last show at at uh and like there was seven people in there and we were all spread apart it was like a 10 30 show at night and i swear to you that that auditorium was full that movie would have killed that movie just would have played like gang we were laughing our asses off separately from each other and if the laughter was infectious at all that move
1: ah Yeah, I can see that. I was—I think it was probably by myself, probably.
0: Yeah, that movie worked great with an audience. Eleven. This movie was way higher, and I was raving about this movie for a long time uh, after Midsummer. Barbarian. Uh, oh. Barbarian is one of the. See
1: now, you guys. You know, here's, here's a good. Here's a good example. Of you know, seeing the horror film that I enjoyed, and I and, and plus it wasn't helped. I didn't know about the. Barbarian is
0: one of those great examples of like I <laughs> yeah. vaguely knew something about it, and I I am having trouble remembering the last time I was this surprised by a movie and not knowing where the hell it was going, yeah. and and on my edge of my seat and loving it. I'm not going to say like maybe the end sequence was probably a little bit of a like. Yeah, it starts
1: it starts going to the, you know pushing it you know but way too much. This is
0: it, this is amazing. Like the filmmaking was. Great, it was fun. It, it just that it would went a be bunch a, of different directions. That would be a great
1: one with a packed house, yeah. You know, first, well, play, I actually
0: heart. did talk to a friend who saw it at an Alamo screening with a packed house. And he, he oh, I bet, but
1: that. that was fun, yeah.
2: Well, once the uh, the buzz came out on that one, it actually was getting a crowd and it was in the top 10 probably three or four weeks in a row. So I think word of mouth was really good for that. So I don't know if people were telling each other, hey. I saw this movie and it was it was fucked up or it was crazy. I told people or
0: go see it. Don't watch the trailer. Before you see well, because even the trailer is trailer. i hiding it.
2: Well, and to be honest, I think they made once a, you see the film and then see the trailer, you realize there's more clues there than then you really need there it.
0: were a few. And they made a jokey trailer where they made it like because of the tur- there's a turn at one specific point and they made a trailer for almost the second part of the movie yeah. and it was yeah.
1: Uh, I have a ringer uh, to throw in that I that I don't know if it's really in my top ten or top 20. well I don't know where it's at, but I really really enjoyed it. It came early on, and I remember even uh, I was surprised at some reactions of somebody I thought would really like it. Uh, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Uh, the and it, and she I want, was, I want you to explain this to me. She uh, I should know her name. She was the sister and the uh, Daniel Day Lewis.
0: Uh, oh Phantom Limb uh, uh, Leslie Manville Leslie Manville yeah. she's Mrs.
1: Harris yeah okay. wonderful performance yeah, she's, she's a great wonderful actress. little film a lot of good British actors pop into it and it was just a, just a, it was just a fun delight to see it have and, you ever have you
0: ever diagnosed that you maybe have a love of um, kind of British uh, oh definitely
1: the Duke was here and I like the Duke a lot and uh, and then uh, the, this is and by the way this is the, what's his name the last film with the director who died uh, pretty early, pretty young. He did uh, Nottingham Hill. Um,
0: oh, uh, uh, Newell, Mike Newell?
1: Yeah, Mike Newell's last film. And uh, I, Mike, he's got a good, he's got a nice little solid record. Solid is the key word here. Yeah. <laughs> You know, documentary too recently of all these dames, four of the dames together, Maggie Smith.
0: You you've yeah. actually talked about that, that on plate here. i have got
1: to kick out of that too. You've
0: talked about this on the show actually, but
1: yeah, uh, and I and I was so glad to see that she got some recognition. She's kind of like one of these British actresses that just been around. She always turns in great performance, and it was just a nice little fluffy, fun film that I, I recommend for if you want to have just a, a nice afternoon viewing on a rainy day. You
0: Okay. Um, Smith, do you want to start the top 10? I think we this is the fastest we've gone through this ever, so I'm kind of impressed with our... Um... You mean it helps I um, didn't have a list. Yeah, exactly. This has worked out well. A uh, couple of things that I think I
2: still have to go through as far as... Okay, uh, more like honorable mention. You honorable mention would be... Uh, well, I know this is going to be on your list, so I won't mention that. But I thought Bones and All was a nice, slow burn. Nothing really happens, and it actually is relatively boring. Yeah, have
1: you noticed that it's... it's but. Uh, I think uh, Owen Glibber I think the variety get considered one of the worst films of the year. and It's getting a lot of it's... weird flack, and I thought, you know, uh, thought, that, that, that seems uh, weird. You didn't, you didn't care much for I didn't,
0: but it, I, I, well, y- your observation about Mark Rylance, I agreed with. That but I, Mark Rylance is now Anthony Hopkins. Where like he's either a gentle or he's the fiercest, uh, scariest presence on screen. <laughs> yeah,
1: and Rylance is another British actor that's just all of a sudden everywhere. You
0: know. Yeah, and when he's in there, he's good. Uh yeah, and I mean, Chalamet, Rylance, like. Yeah, I, I, my, my whole point was I thought Raw did it. Uh, the the Raw did it better. But.
1: I almost wish I hadn't known. Mm-hmm. I just, I before seeing the trailer, I didn't take the time to see the. Tra- I'm trying to avoid tra- it. I, I, I thought it was just going to be another uh, Call Me by Your Name, reunited. You know.
0: Well, that would have been a fun. so, so I just like
1: I was going to bop in there thinking, oh, another romance or another just you know character study. And then I saw the
0: trailer. Oh. Wait, you so you both saw it. Like did you recognize it? Cuz like they like I waited to the end credits it looked like even though they could have they mainly shot in Kansas it looked like. Like they said they there's parts of it that took place around here. There's a park that took pl- place at uh, Kentucky Lake or lay in between the lakes. And the, in the credits it said they shot some in Indiana. I didn't recognize any okay. scenery. Yeah, I mean
1: and that's a okay. specific but All right.
0: Smith do you
2: want to continue? well I mean two things that and I intentionally didn't put them in my top 10 because I didn't really like them that much but I did like them and and one of them in you particular liked, but you didn't so like to admire them so glass onion definitely I thought it was a lot of fun I liked all the performances and uh, it just felt like uh it takes a couple of just really cheap shortcuts that it, i didn't really like but I, I if anybody liked it more than me i understand why because it's, it's entertaining so it's completely entertaining and and another one and and if this is your number one i'm going to apologize in advance i, I think i
0: know what it is and it probably well, is my number then one I then i won't say then i won't we'll talk about
2: it no we'll wait until you get your it. number one no i don't want to do that that's not fair i want you to say what you like about because that's actually more important then why fair. I, didn't. I just feel and like because I, I liked it. And and I'm guessing we're both talking about everything everywhere. Yes. Uh oh, I did like the, it. The elephant in the room. I did Forgot like it. <laughs> I, I, I did like it. I'm not saying that I don't like it. It just
0: uh I know I it felt doesn't hit for me. And it I just didn't want to do the thing where it's like let's don't say it, don't say it, don't say it and just like annoying people listening.
2: So I I I don't want to take anything away from you. If that's your, the the movie mm-hmm. that you think that you like the most this year, that's the way that it that's should number, be. I don't want my to take one. it. We can, we can, I did enjoy the film, so I, I, we, don't I I we don't disagree. We don't disagree.
0: Don't want to take take something down, but I'm more than amenable to okay. talk about it when we get to number one, Ted.
1: So that's that, that is your number one? No, no, no. That that's, that's, that's outside his, my top ten. Of intentionally. Mention. Oh, uh, honorable mention or something. Yeah,
2: <laughs> outside of my top ten. intentionally, but not because I didn't like it. I mean, I felt like I probably enjoyed something like Bullet Train, which I think we both agree on. Uh, as far as you know, just overall enjoyability, watchability, uh the performances. It, it,
1: Going back to the bullet train, you know, I the funny thing about my reaction to that, and I thought, you know, I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of film, but you know what? It kind of crossed over with my superhero fatigue, and I'm almost thinking now, you know what just hit me right now, was I think it, it was almost like Brad Pitt wanted to do a superhero film, but not actually do. In with within the DC Marvel franchise. Wait, wait, wait.
0: So he wanted to do something that's yeah, like not it, IP based, and we yeah. should hold it against him?
1: No, I'm not saying that. But I it, mean, well, it's based on the book, uh, actually. Okay. Uh, but uh, the I'm just thinking it was just you know it was just like we've you know we the John Wicks that whole that whole oh, no. that whole
0: <coughs> you know those big audience movies that. <laughs> people find entertaining and enjoy. No, everything. I know.
1: I mean, I have I've, I've actually seen all three John Wick's. I kind of slept the third one a little bit. But uh
0: <laughs> Wow, that's a ringing endorsement yeah. <laughs> for everyone everybody who like genuinely <laughs> like these Probably movies. I didn't have a nap
1: before. I have to have a nap before I go see a they film, are, But the, yeah. I'm an old man, sorry folks. But
0: uh the Ted, do you like movies? You're on a movie <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> I,
1: maybe I've maybe I've changed, and maybe I'm, you know or maybe dementia's kicked in or something. I don't know. Uh but it, it just uh the bullet train smacked a little bit of just like, oh, uh, you know, winking uh a little bit too much at us, you know. Uh you know, I, I may change my mind. I I I, I got the Blu ray. I'll go watch it again. And so
0: anymore you getting a Blu ray is not an endorsement
1: of no, anything. Well, not, yes and no, because if I didn't get my nap in, if I didn't get my nap in, or I didn't so you know, or it, uh, I had a bad viewing, or, the, you know, I would see with the lights on the entire time. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, like, I, I, uh, I'll have a better viewing the second time around.
0: Smith, do you, know, you want to start your top ten? Or, uh, what, I. Obviously,
2: um, I don't have these in necessarily any order except for the top couple, but...
0: Uh, oh, do you want me to then go through my top five? I well, a couple
2: was- you've already mentioned. Hustle, All Quiet on the Western Front. Both of those lower end. Okay, nine. let's
0: talk about Hustle. Um, I mean, I probably would... I mean, Sandler's great in it. Uh, one of the best, like... It, it, I, is is there the a director on this? It's Oh, I, I, it's a, it's a documentary uh, filmmaker oh. who uh, he's made some features before. For some reason, it was,
1: it was a bomb uh feature. No,
0: they got a real NBA player to uh, in like it's, it's a great performance.
2: One show, Jermaine Zagar, German he Gomez, who still plays in the NBA now. He's a uh, he's on the bench for uh, I'm not sure. I think the Wizards, but either way, uh, it feels to me like some of my favorite. Sports films and and specifically Moneyball, it felt like to me for for basketball.
0: And, yeah, I I, I am a, a big NBA watcher, and this movie felt good to me. Yeah, yeah, um, Anthony Edwards for the Timberwolves is yeah, uh, absolutely the, the, the oil in it too. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was it was much more interesting, and of course Sandler, who's kind of having this late career renaissance with like Uncut Gems, it's the, you know. He's obviously he doing always, what he wants now.
0: Which is good because, like, there's a difference between the, like, um, Happy Sandler, or the uh, Happy Madison movies where, like, the story is always that he's, like, you know, in Hawaii and uh, on the opposite side of the set where no one can see anything. They have a bunch of flat screens where they're watching NBA games. And he's just hanging out with his friends. Which, to be fair, I think is cool and admirable. It's just, like, sometimes I don't want to watch the movies. These are just, like, him using his natural charisma and acting ability and, like, in it's delivering for me I I, m-
2: I think you and I though come from the same point I can't imagine and, and I'd be curious how that plays for a non-sports fan okay because I I wonder if
1: well, that again, flavors
2: I, our enjoyment of that film it
1: might you might have, get much more out of it than I will but I I get it. once I, I will see this cinema of any form or any kind and, uh, and I am hardly a sports guy at all but sports films sports documentaries I'm there. I can enjoy them. If they're good. Yeah, yeah.
0: well, then I think you would like it. I will watch cinema if it is good (laughs) and it has been curated for me very, very carefully. I will will take it. I have tasters who taste it before I taste Uh. it.
2: I have a couple more that should be right around 10. So okay. I've got a bunch of 10s and 9s, okay. and then a one, two, three. 2, okay. uh, But I really liked Black Phone. That was probably my favorite yeah, horror okay. film Black of this
1: year. Lower. Yeah, Aaron, that's one you, you pestered I, me. And pestered I really, me. really, really and enjoyed I, I, it. I just ran out of time. I I really was going to go. Try you didn't see, you didn't see Black Phone. Uh, you know, Ethan Hawke's kind of my... Ethan, I hate to say this, but uh, I, uh, I used to feel this way about Michael Douglas. Now I feel... Uh, Ethan Hawke's my newest, like... I don't get really excited about Ethan Hawke, but he's in so many important films.
0: What are you talking? I of? I've, what is you don't like movies anymore, Ted? I think it's official.
2: He puts out more movies than Guided by Voices puts out <laughs> albums.
1: But 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 he does quality. <laughs> That's work. It's not fair to Ethan Hawke. <laughs> but Come he does on. quality work, yeah. and, and and he's and he, he always does quality work. He's yeah. such no, a no, I player. know. And Michael Douglas did quality and does then and does the quality work, and they're, they're always important films that they do, and I go see them. But I'm just saying, I you know I, you know. uh, um, uh, you know, Clint, You know, I'll go see a, a turn of a movie that Clint Eastwood does, because I've always been a fan of Clint Eastwood. I, I like to go see Clint Eastwood. Even, but Ethan, I just... I see, think... I thought
0: we were going to get in this... I was so prepared to do my lament. I'm like, oh, it's harder to get to movies, and it's harder to watch new stuff, and it's harder to love new stuff. And it's just... Ted, I didn't realize we were that far apart.
1: <laughs> well, we are kind of... There's a big gap between us, age-wise.
0: Wow. Well, it's not the age-wise. It's, it's the movies. It's the movie set. I thought I never thought this would have happened.
2: <laughs> well, Smith or um... uh, all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, really enjoyed it. It's the best war film I saw this year. It just easily, you know. I I have a, a place in my heart for the uh, 1931 the original i think
0: it's 28 20 okay but, but, but the thing i was but like, the uh,
2: acting is so you know all
0: i remember with the original i was thinking about as i was watching today was just the last scene of the original well that's the, all i remember okay and this one was that's, just do you, do you know the book at all or anything
2: no i actually i hadn't uh but it, it made oh, no, me want to read it now yeah, especially yeah, yeah, that totally. i've seen a couple of different versions and they have a lot a don't really have that versions? many well there's three there's one in the Ted. What's the third version? of Quiet in the Red right Front, seventy nine.
1: Oh, there's a. Uh, uh, the I knew John
2: John he Boyd. would know. See, this is why Ted is, is here. And
0: you love movies
1: again. The Wal- I mean. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Uh, the Walton's John Boyd. There was a TV, uh, well-known TV movie that.
2: Uh, was that before, or after? It was right before Big Red One, right?
1: Uh, I don't. Yeah, it was. Think, after coming off of Walton's, I think. I, yeah, that, I don't know. Time wise, I'm always bad at. But. This,
0: so this guy's like, seventy nine, I think. This guy's lined up potentially to be getting like a best director nomination, and like it's like, it's it's extremely painterly. Uh, the um, the execution of some of these sequences is just really stellar. Like I I did I mean I, I you you click it on Netflix they make a comparison between nineteen seventeen and Saving Private Ryan, which is so pedestrian. Yeah. But part of me is like actually that's what's going on um i i was still thinking a lot i haven't seen a war movie or an anti-war movie in a while um especially someone new one it seems like maybe since 1917 that, and so i was really stuck trying to think because this is such the definitive anti-war movie or at least the anti-war story i was trying to think of that trufo phrase that all that movies can't be anti-war because they always inherently celebrate it and i was really trying to watch this being like is that true what this because because there's also a really good essay i read um by um uh, David Simon from The Wire talking about Pass of Glory uh, beating that saying like because Pass of Glory is about the bureaucracy it is inherently it's, it's completely anti-war and this has just got some really the, the, the sequence with the, um, the the stabbing in the pit was a lot for me
2: I, I couldn't agree more and I also I'm glad that you appreciated that movie I honestly I haven't spoken to anyone else that's even watched it even though it's getting all this buzz, so I'm not sure if it still has the profile that it should.
0: I knew, well, I knew it was going because because now of my, course,
2: obviously with the Globes, we didn't really get much, right. and then Critics' Choice, I think that it got some nominations, it was like
0: but Baftas that it did well. Actually. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure, but we're not paying attention to awards anymore either. No, Do
2: we
1: like
0: uh, award shows. I,
2: I, I don't think so. I I love award shows, Shane. Uh, no, here's
1: like here's a good here. you love award Let shows, and I don't. I I understand the people. I I understand people. Uh, Somebody posted day on Facebook. Like, here's my creed on uh, award shows, and they're not they're worthless. And you, just, and I'm like, and a lot of our friends like rag on them, and they are not what they used to be in some ways. And, That's fair. Uh, the uh, there's there's too many there's like you know a whole bunch of them and and too much attention sometimes paid to them or not paid to them blah blah blah, but there was like two or three great speeches in the Golden Globes that made it worthwhile. I mean I mean that's what you want want to hear and uh, when uh, Michelle Yeoh gave her speech and when short round I can <laughs> did his speech I mean they were just I tear te- brought tears to my eyes and that, you know so those moments make it worth watching slogging through a bunch of crud sometimes or the you know cheesiness of it or the you know uh, the commercialist relations of it but that's what you look for, and that's you get to see some of your favorite actors and director and directors talk, or uh, what's the name, the the comedy actress uh, Coolidge, and uh, for White Lotus. Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer, her speech was amazing. What an actor goes through and the career it just gives a capsule shot of, you know, of how what an actor can go. And you've seen her all the time, and you know you almost get to the point where you don't appreciate her, and then all of a sudden she gets this award, you go, oh yeah. She's always money in the bank when she shows up. I know?
0: think with White Lotus season two, a lot of people were appreciating her. It seems like just because she she was hitting a zeitgeist moment that like was there in white the first season of White Lotus, but like they really were playing up like her returning. Yeah, like, but
1: know. I just you know I just thought you know and to see um, like the love given to Mike White or the Daniels, you know to see the, you know these guys you know really really do something different and unique or or appreciate these actors that you know a lot of times we end up taking for granted. You know, so that was really nice. Ted, do you
0: so, do you have another one movie you want to Well, say? actually,
1: yeah, while you guys have been chatting, I've actually almost <laughs> constructed a top 10 in a, in a, in a, this time. worked perfectly. You 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 cheated, you wrote this down on the bus on the way to school. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you, what, what do you want me to do? Well, first of all, I got a couple of interesting ones. Uh Attil. I oh, really... I didn't see Till.
0: I Till's supposed to be. I think a... she should be up for it. Uh first. Uh, yeah, I was to be surprised that.
1: she didn't get go gold globes in there. Uh you know, I'm gonna get in trouble. I don't want to uh, stir the pot you know, being an old white man, you know, but it, you know, it seems like, you know, we got a lot of films with the diversity in one way or another inclusion and diversity and all things being in all kinds of film, almost every genre of film that's been had coming out lately. I'm thinking of like Amsterdam and, uh, and some other things that you go, really, did we, does it need to be in everything? You know, I mean, that's, that's where I'm going to get in trouble. This please don't crucify me people. But, uh, till it's a legit story. Till is, this is history and this is, we need to see more of these stories that really just, you know, it's just a tragedy. And, and you watch this thing and what she did, the mother and, and the boy, and just, you know, I knew about through with Bob Dylan song when I was a kid. <laughs> Sorry, Shane. Uh, Ding, the <laughs> timer goes <laughs> off. But anyway, it's just, it's a very strong film and they did it very well. Uh, you know, nothing, you know, not super artistic or anything, just got the, told the story and I really appreciate it. The other one I should mention—I don't know if it's going to show up in your guys' list—is Black Panther. So yeah,
0: Black Panther was not high on my list. Okay,
1: I really enjoyed it. I was uh, really—this is going to be the geek in me—but I was really scared because how they're going to handle Submariner, the the, basically Marvel's answer to Aquaman, but actually Submariner predates Aquaman in times of comic book history. So uh, DC kind of beat uh, Marvel to the punch there. Uh, and so they came up with an interesting angle to make Samaritan work. I thought, and I thought again there was a my fatigue lessened up with this one. It, it, I thought there was more dramatics, that I, and and actually kind of like a geopolitical political slant to that. I really got a kick out of, as opposed to just you know fight scene fight scene fight scene. You know, so if what for what that's worth.
0: Well, we're going to get to my top 10 where it's superhero fight scene, fight scene, fight scene, apparently, I guess. (laughs) All right. Uh, 10 for me. We just recently came to Evansville. You guys might might not have gotten to yet. Ted, I think you've seen it. The Whale.
1: I have not. Okay. Yes. I was
0: really prepared not to like this movie. I was really good.
1: Yeah, I know, you know, you and Jay had talked about it a lot. Jay sir, right? yeah, yeah, we're
0: mutual friends. Um, uh, and, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm amazed at... Um, I, I thought,
1: thought it was going to be another... It would be more on the lines of The Wrestler, where Aronofsky doing it, more of a norm, quote, quote, normal film. You know, almost every Aronofsky film is just something to behold in its own weird way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I loved how Noah was kind of like his a blockbuster film, but he had to be... Are enough,
0: are So religious iconography, and the last one was
1: mother. You know, you know, you can't get more out out there than with the mother. But uh, I, I loved it. I, I was amazed by it. Shane. I,
0: I think the 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 thing that blew me away is that it's it's like it's it's, it's a hard thing to perfect, but there's something about this movie builds builds emotionally and then at the end it gets really emotional at the end very emotional and the movie hits its high point and just ends it just goes out and you're just like go yeah you I, sit I, in your seat for a second
1: that's interesting I, I wondered there's almost a similarity to like some of the structures of his other films that building that building that building yeah the fa- yeah, well i mean it, the fountain like kind of does and but, maybe, but maybe, in it's a weird
0: way. they they seem to come down a little like they have yeah. a little denouement a little bit of one yeah. this one just like yeah goes straight into i it. was
1: yeah i uh in fact making this little list out here at the last minute that just blew me away. I said, this is it. This is the film of the year for me. I just, I was so, the acting, uh, the structure of the film, the little nuances they throw in there, some things that you had to think about is not at all explained, uh, and the things that were explained, just everything. And then uh, Samantha Morton uh, shows up. Uh, I love her, you know. I wish
0: you hadn't spoiled that, but okay. So, so
1: Oh, <laughs> is that a surprise to everybody? I thought it was a surprise. Yeah, it was a surprise to me too. I, I mean, I but I think most cinema people well, we, we, Yeah um but uh well just
0: a, like it's almost a feeling like you get to a certain point in the movie and you're like and then another cu- character comes yeah and it's sure. another shoe drops yeah that so he's, like he's it, but just even that, that there's going to be another character in this and because it's 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 a cinematic play smith it's in in like We've seen these movies before, where they make these things of like, do how do we open it up? And and if you were complaining about this movie is feeling too logged in, fine. It's based off, but I didn't. I just didn't feel. It I didn't. Too. I did not feel that. But there's a just you know, sure.
1: there's a blatant justification why yeah. we need to stay in this house. I'm just saying, cinematically, the yeah, way no, it was no, filmed. No, no. No, like I mean, this, I, but it, it, you could kind of argue that. You know, I,
0: I I get if you complain about this, I just don't agree. I think it was, yeah, I think right. it worked,
1: and and I think yeah. but yeah, so I I but i've discovered there's something other there's another film to me that's huge from last year that i forgot about that's that just blew me away so we'll get to that but uh Let's go ahead and say it man well we're gonna get we're not all gonna get to our number ones yet are we yeah. uh
0: all right let me continue but the whale is
1: up there way up there. if
0: you prompted me to continue on next is rrr um Wow, and I only just finished this a few days ago. um That,
1: that was, you know, I'm sure AMC had it because it it's Bollywood. They play all the Bollywood films.
0: Did, did AMC play it? I think so. I believe so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they, they get the films. What's amazing about Bollywood films? This goes back to, uh, uh, you know, they, they've been playing here for years at different venues over yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And the years. And the when it debuts in India and it debuts in the world, it debuts in Evansville. So RRR probably played the week it opened uh, here in Evansville, and then it's been gone after, you know. I watched, been...
0: I watched An Honest Trailers on it the other day. Uh, An Honest trailer sometimes nails how I'm feeling about a movie, weirdly, but they made a crack that, like, for a lot of people, and I don't think you're the same way, Ted, but, like, this is this my first full, th- my full viewing, not just, like, parts, full Bollywood movie, but viewing, modern Bollywood Oh,
1: movie. yours? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, like, you know... Yeah,
1: I've seen several over the years, you know, because, they, like I said, Eric Adam for a while.
0: This just pisses me off, like, I, I think I had to slide it a little just because, the, like, there's a certain level of, like, um, operatic maturity that it, this movie didn't want to have because of the just the physicality of it. Like, it's... Uh, Stephen Chow was the thing I kept thinking of more than anything else throughout this. And the villains, I, I have to be like, okay, the villains are a little too cartoony for me. But for the most part, with this action, I was just like, God... American movies are just so unimaginative and suck and they just don't make big swings for audiences now, it feels like. They're just so much fun. Well, life. yeah,
1: that's what I got. Ever since I, every, Anytime I see a Bollywood, especially ones that break out in the musical numbers, I feel like we're back uh, with a Stanley Donan or or, or a, a Vince Minnelli musical the the musical the musical era of MGM at well, their high point.
0: One of the big sequences that, as much as the action sequences, as much as you want to be like, oh cool, they grab a motorcycle and throw it midair, and I like, go, oh, that's neat. One of the coolest sequences for me is um, when that character is getting flogged and, and bursts into song when he's getting flogged in front of a crowd. That was just. I was like, that was such an amazing place to, to, to turn it into a musical or to burst into for a character to say what they can't say because they are literally being beaten down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. Yeah. The, uh, what, uh, Larry Shazerinsky or ever, uh, uh, I can't pronounce his last name properly. He wrote all the biopics of. Everybody. It was Scott Alexander, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he had he should put a clip on Facebook of everybody in the audience in the theater going crazy over the when the wedding dance sequence ends. Yeah, and it was just like ah, and they just loved it. <laughs> yeah, this I think on this trailer, people were just any. like,
0: yeah. "I want Brad Pitt and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to be able to do this." to the dance sequence <laughs> with the. Yeah. So. uh number eight i don't think you i don't think it's played here yet a uh, decision to leave park Wook's entry this year
1: oh yeah yeah
0: yeah i so it's um the way i was describing after seeing it is it's uh, this great hitchcockian thriller that is not thrilling at all it is just romance sad romance throughout sure, the- I did
1: one of those <laughs> but mm. the, the green room or the i forgot which one it was Glover. It was like it was like Hitchcock. No, but the, the, no,
0: I'm saying this was done on purpose this way. Like it was just the the romance, the, the the very kind of broken hearted romance of this movie is what is the tension in it. And yet it's done in kind of a Daphne du movie or uh, novel or well, something. I'm sure, like that.
1: For instance, I'm sure Truffaut was on purpose too because he loves Hitchcock. So.
0: You know, increasingly, I mean, I'm I'm starting to find I agree with Tarantino about. Uh, Tarantino oh no, to, I, I, I'm really curious about. Him. That's, that's why I'm, you're bringing this up. I'm like, that's no, not. No, this is good. This is a great well, filmmaker uh, doing. That. Okay. This is a great filmmaker doing this. Like Truffaut's. Like. He got Bernard Herrmann. That's his thing. Um, oh, it's so silent. Um, number seven, which I haven't seen on a lot of I'm, people, were, admired it when it came out. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of people's lists. The Northmen.
1: Oh well, there it is, right definitely. there. Is that's that, my number one.
0: That's your number one. You didn't see
1: it? Or did, you did. No,
0: that was. I literally my just top said three. it's my number seven movie of the oh, year. Okay,
1: sorry. I, I'm, I'm no, just we got, all loved
0: it, I, I, <laughs> Ted, We all loved it. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's. It, do it you was, want was, let's hold let hold off? You want to put? Well, yeah, we. Or uh, do you well, want to do you well, want to talk, talk about, about your favorite movie of the year, Ted?
1: That well, that was it till I forgot it. Actually, though, it's been so long ago, and my old man uh, age, I forgot my my brain cells are old just
0: man. Take a look at your life. That's
1: something the Neil young in the theater. the were young. speaking of that harvest with old man Northman. i saw that thing and remember i think i told you you were did i come out just like like a babbling idiot i think with you on it uh uh i just first of all when i sat down i watched it i got transported right away to i felt like i was in a big charlton heston epic and i'm a sucker for those because i grew up in that era and I, I you know el Cid and you know Khartoum and uh uh you know uh the warlord all these big charlton heston Broad and all kinds of stuff, and I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Viking movies. Uh, isn't it, isn't that a, a Zucker Brothers uh, joke there somewhere? Uh, Timmy, do
0: you like Viking movies? <laughs> I don't think that's the joke. And anymore. I haven't seen the Viking, Gladiator movie, the
1: streaming Viking series, which I hear has got good uh, claim. But this thing just just blew me away. I, and and again, it's a independent director going you know going for the big guns.
0: I so I you know you and I saw the lighthouse together, and I remember I. I have not, I just have not liked a Robert Eggers movie, like really, or loved a one. I, there's there's a lot to admire about him, but I've never loved one. And for him to make the first one, I really love on like a big budget and a big serious filmmaker who's making deliberate choices with a lot of like resources behind it. And yes. it's all coming together, nailing it.
1: it, it, it it's, it's got spirituality to it. It's got realistic uh, historical elements to it. It's again. It's good to close to like maybe almost. Why I love that my three and four Musketeers there's a lesser influence, but I mean the fact that this is this is a movie that incorporates everything you can incorporate to make a great movie. Every elements there, the audio, the music, the landscape, the cinematography, the editing, and drawing drawing from other films, but not but not blatantly. I mean I have a really I I don't want to go into, it, but I have this really weird reference to Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid of all films that's in this film. And, uh,
0: uh, how long is it going to take?
1: <laughs> you want to hear it? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the raft scene and Pat Garrett that everybody talking all the critics love where a raft, and this is Pat Garrett, Billy a rafts floating down the river and a father and a son are just randomly shooting a can at the river, just, you know, taking pot shots. Colburn yeah. is on the count uh, on the bank re- relaxing. He's putting off chasing down Billy. He doesn't really want to chase down his friend. He, he sees that he pulls his gun out and shoots at the can. That minute, the the father swerves around and with his gun, and he's about ready to blow away Coburn, and Coburn aims his gun at him, and the whole I you know, I, I I've always been one, it's curious why I, I, all the descriptions and critical assessments of this scene, but it's I think the randomness of violence in America, the randomness of how at a drop of a you know of a hat that you could you could kill or take someone's life. Uh, how do you interpret that? Have you, have you read that? Uh, interpretation or that you remember that scene or i mean i remember that scene so remember he's a kid he gets escaped the kid escapes and he says that vow he repeats over and over and when gonna he my mom and, da, da, da. and then we cut to him also we cut we don't know where we're at we're in a boat and all of a sudden he's a full man he's rowing and the guys in charge of the boat just randomly shoot these two people on the on the shore and let them drop and they just keep on going. They're just kind of laughing, and it's just random violence for no reason whatsoever. And I, I don't know why uh, I made that connection, but I did because uh, I just thought, well, that you know, we, just the the, the nature well, like of like
0: the the peck and paw worldview of uh, uh, violence being something very random, but like something that's inevitable, and that a and- lot of masculinity involved with it. Yeah, it's like- every
1: just same things, and again. They, they, they were just they were just nonchalantly shooting the can in the river, and Pat Garrett, these guys were just like fishing or on the shoreline doing something, and they just get shot for no They get killed by these uh, boat, of uh, a uh, bean Viking passing by, you know. Uh, I I just, I don't know why, but I mean, I, 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 I agree, I totally deny that. But anyway, just all these things in the Northmen just make it just a, just an amazing experience in the cinema. And mm-hmm. I would again like to see that with a packed house. We'll so see how the. The audience felt as the, the film schooled.
0: Smith, it was high on your list too.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and in addition, to what Ted had to say, I um, I really love the the company that he's using. Obviously, yeah. with your Willem Dafoe and your oh, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy. You, you know he <laughs> he's using the same actors again, so they're they and so that's working you mean well. It's not
0: it's not Michael Douglas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the the sound design was was sound so design. interesting yeah. and weird, and and there were long sequences where Willem Dafoe. Uh, you know, when they had that uh, cave, I don't know if it was supposed to be a psychedelic experience, but, uh, and then, so he's got to give this speech and, and you can tell that there's supposed to be information that he's giving you, but you don't necessarily catch all of it. And I think this is intentional.
0: I was, you know, and I went to this movie kind of, again, having not, feeling like the, this is a really... With the lighthouse, this is a great filmmaker who sometimes misses the forest for the trees. Like he's so into the verisimilitude and the details, and he misses the narrative. And then there was a big New Yorker profile that came out beforehand, and it talked all about uh, his ambivalence about cutting it down and all these long takes. Which, more and more as I get older, the long takes are just this sign of masturbation to me at a certain point. And this movie just, just worked.
1: Yeah, I see I to me this I don't know this is sound maybe goody but I just think it deserved a top gun audience the Northman. Uh but I, th- I, th- I think it did good
0: money th- wise
2: didn't it? Smith? It well I Not think kind of because amazing. it the, the production budget and and what it actually grossed were roughly equal I think it's still considered to be somewhat of a failure. They
0: made a big deal about everywhere being the a A24, uh, A24 biggest hit ever so I guess like Northman
1: I, I, I guess, but it's not going to get a Top Gun or American Sniper type audience because I don't think, the violence is just a little Top bit... Top Gun American sniper doesn't
2: because, have any sharp edges. I mean, Top Gun is as right, smooth right, as right, can yeah, be. You know, the the Northman is...
1: Rough. It yeah, rough. most definitely.
2: The bark is still if on you, the tree.
1: If you can handle the modern sensibility of, of the roughness in this big epic of a film with the character and everything... I think it would it would find its audience but some people just you know immediately go oh it's a little bit too weird or like you know the season with bork or the the valkyrie flying or you know things like that but that's that's what made it so great these little little things these little weird things that uh, in a big ep old-fashioned epic I,
2: I agree but i i think those are also the decisions that keeps the top gun audience away right, Yeah, exactly
1: yeah <laughs>
0: Number 6 for me is brought up a second ago, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which um over Black Panther. Yes. Uh if you give Sam Raimi um a excuse to Was that to,
1: 2022? Really?
0: He wants to worship Steve Ditko even more than he would with Spider-Man. You give him a camera and say, "By the way, this camera is not confined to gravity. It can move so in dimensions." And it moves, and you're like, oh, by the way, Sam Raimi, you basically get to sneak another Evil Dead sequel into a Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny. I, I keep on forgetting uh, because the, the 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 monolithic, I get that. of Marvel is that you forget. Oh, it's Sam Raimi, and then you go, oh yeah. This one fun. felt like
0: a Sam Raimi movie. No, though. no, no.
1: I, it, mean, I I'm not. I'm not arguing with you.
0: Look, the, the the comparison we we talked about this on our all the Marvels episode, I think. Uh, Marvel movies the the homogenous homogenous nature of them i think is comparable to uh that book that came out in the 70s uh how to draw the marvel way or the marvel method of it like i get it there's usually there is a little bit of a house style but i feel like people do interesting stuff inside that style
1: well you 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 got me is 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 gun like wakatiki or whatever his name is gun is he like uh i i I, i'm still frustrated that Edgar wright didn't get a chance to against or not. yeah
0: and i mean and i mean you were just talking about your superhero fatigue and i'm not gonna take that away i understand it i'm not it's just i'm not i'm not feeling I'm there, it. I'm not, I'm i don't there. feel bad that i don't have it yet yeah. or i have it in random spots but it's not on every well I'll, I'll
1: justify seeing eternals even though uh a lot of people and just then, don't want to dump on that eternals
0: in theory should have been the one that was like
1: or another di- yeah what's her name directing it the writer
0: Chloe Zhao. Um uh, uh,
1: so but I, I, I let me geek out for a second i do i love i love the fact that uh basically when he basically when it comes down to uh the marvel universe that, that, that what fahey's really pulling from i mean he's pulling from more modern stuff too but the classic marvel universe is basically created by stanley and jack kirby and but except for main, two main characters uh steve dicko and it's spider-man and dr strange and who directed those two characters Sam yeah it's, it's, it's perfect it's, it's
0: uh, get or or this are brings you, me up to five. So. Are you
2: going to mention the uh, the music fight, which is probably the, one of the coolest sequences in a movie I saw this oh, year? Well, the
0: the multiverse stuff in there, where like they, they, yeah,
2: yeah. It's I I didn't like it as much as you did, and especially at the time, you know, it was early in the year for superhero movies, and you know, now looking back, I, and maybe if I watched it again, I'd probably have a, a different experience. But I thought it had a lot of sequences I really enjoyed, and then it was just okay otherwise and i i don't know if uh cumberbatch is maybe not enjoying his time doing this character as he had previously i don't know it's I hard see, to say I,
0: I i was also a big fan of the first one and uh we're you know black scott derrickson or we should have brought it up there but um i feel like it's a good sequel to the first movie too just because um rachel mcadams was just such a forgotten character and this one seemed like it was well written for her in mind in that arc too just, I'm just saying, as a sequel between those two films, the two, a two, two film story arc. Uh, I'm at my number five, Smith.
2: Okay. Well, I, I mean, I think we already know your. You five, know my guess. Yeah. Go. You ahead. know my because you do. No. Go. Go ahead. Be- just, honestly, and the thing is, I, you know, before you even get to those, I, I I had a good time with all these movies, and and just because I didn't put those in my top ten, things like Top Gun and Avatar, they're just they're extraordinarily entertaining. By the way, so if you, if you I'm not. Get- taking anything away from those being in your top 5 by not putting them in my
0: top 10. I will tell you right now you cannot guess my number 2 and you will love my number 2. And I'm pretty sure I'm not sure you saw it. Um number 5 Glass Onion is
2: Don't Worry Darling your number
1: 2.
0: <laughs> Don't Worry Darling was uh, still high up. I think that I, is an under a stupidly underrated movie. I agree. Right? I get that the the there's some problems with it and this the stuff around it obviously sunk it in some ways.
2: But, but it's gorgeous, yeah, and it's, so gorgeous, uh, and you know it's two it's thirds of a great world. movie. Yeah.
0: yeah, Olivia Wilde is a great director. Log masterpiece, Max yeah. And Ted, Ted, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm on board. Glass, Glass I Onion with was,
1: and uh, we both liked it. Uh, I think you you did like it a little bit better than I did. Yeah, but I, I thought it was solid. I thought it was very solid. So,
0: uh. Glass Onion is nine number
2: five. Uh, it, uh, spoiler alert: the uh, the turn. I, I should I even mention because it is relatively I think you could new. Say
0: the, the halfway point turn. Uh, uh, we, we're a few weeks. There's
2: in. a thing that happens, and it's such a cheap, just ploy, and and it's a tactic that I think with this scope of this film, you don't, you shouldn't use.
0: But I get where this, you know you have to get from one place to see before, and literally it would take out gaps of conversations that you would then see like a full conversation. And in the first part of the movie, when you saw that conversation, there's literally like, like,
2: that was an interesting device, actually. And I mean, that I was fine with that. It was just there was one obvious element. And and when it's revealed, it just seemed like, oh, well, that's that's an easy retcon with easy storytelling retcon that I had a lot of problems with. But again, I had fun, and the I don't want to,
0: don't want to talk spoilers. But the the actress who played whiskey,
2: about. I thought was terrific. Well, again, I don't want to say spoilers because it, it is a new film, and, and and this particular turn is essential in explaining what had happened to that point. But okay. all these other characters know this one character, and then there's a character development that occurs, and then no one apparently recognized this the entire time.
1: And oh, it just you seems gotta, really you, cheap. In other words, you got to go with it. You, uh, you do. Th- t- there's no way that that person could become that person I, that quick.
0: I have now seen it twice and I've heard some complaints about the second half. Um, They worked for me, the second half. Like, you know, back to the conversation earlier about streaming at home, um, pausing it, you know, but there's still, Netflix holds out their big uh, Christmas movies, it feels like. They release them on the Friday around Christmas, usually, like, um, and, there's very few of them that like I as, as soon as I wake up I know it's available I start it right away and I don't stop it. How was that way with Glass Onion.
2: No, I, I really was too. I think I watched it within 48 hours of being available. I I was excited about it. I was uh, Knives Out was certainly I I was aware of Ryan Johnson. I I was aware of his work. I know that he's a fan. He's you know for for us fans we kind of want to have that kind of director do well. We appreciate what he's doing. Uh, but I just thought it's hard to follow up something like Knives Out because you don't get that element of surprise. You're expecting
0: yeah, I, this to I think take
2: those stakes higher. That's and, it, and it tries to do that. And I think for, for the most part, it succeeds. Okay. It does do that. But I just don't think it's as successful or as satisfying as Knives Out, and and I'm only comparing that to itself, obviously, or or to his previous work, and and again, I'm I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. It's that it had some
0: there's there's some some issues. There's with it. some spoilers. If we really want to go into it, we'd have to talk to just because like the big reveal at the end, of, like alone is like part of the reason I love the movie. So
2: yeah, and, and similar to the uh, you know the subtext of Nope. Yeah. I think the subtext of Glass Onion is really right there on the surface. You don't have Here's to dig Here's the thing:
0: for it. the subtext of Glass Onion was made a big deal just because of certain uh, oh, things yeah. in the ether right now. But like, I think based on the time when it was written, like it's it really is. It's, a good, it, it's a good Trump commentary and a good Trump era commentary there's a thing about tr- Trump era stuff where like Amsterdam's a really g- g- version of it that didn't work where it's just like, uh, uh, like the sanctity of voting in the 1930s and we got to get rid of fascism in 1930s is, is, is the way to deal with it. it. just feels more on point.
2: Was that your takeaway from Amsterdam? Did you like Amsterdam? We, none of us liked Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Is I mean, yeah. Okay.
0: Amsterdam,
1: yeah. yeah. But it's, it's interesting, but we got a lot of, we had some interesting, we have some interesting promatic films this year. That would be one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, George Miller's film, which I know we don't want to bring up. You know what?
0: I have a, I can go through my whole list and there's a lot of movies in here that are like admirable movies that we like, I didn't react to as well, but like, uh, like are notable in that one, 3000 years Along, and George Miller's movie, which is odd. I think, I think, I think it has some, uh, some, Uh, supporters um lena dunham had two movies come out this year sharp stick was one i thought was okay some people like the menu you brought up the gray man earlier my big issue with that was like the gun battles were way too cartoony in it but i thought it was some good movie star acting in there You put
1: men in that category
0: men is higher but men is one of those ones that like a lot of people I think it's the, the weakest Alex Garland movie, but a weakest Alex Garland movie is still a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I Ben might be pretty high up for me, uh, surprisingly. I forgot about it. I mean, now that I think about it. Oh, yeah.
0: Am I going to uh, mention movies that are going to completely redefine your like impromptu top 10?
1: <laughs> should,
0: should you go ahead that? Um, Amsterdam, I think is just kind of, uh, it's got a lot going on and it's got one of the best casts of the year. It's, um, and David O. Russell, even messy David O. Russell still
1: interesting.
0: Um, you saw Empire of Light too, right? Dad? Oh,
1: that's not, that's on the list. That's on your list. Oh, yeah, I I I I probably put that in my top ten.
0: Uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers was <laughs> that awesome. was a blast.
2: Yeah, what you I probably did. saw that with your kids. You? I did. Yeah, they Pets, had a great time. So I,
1: I did see. The, the, I got around to see. The, you the, saw Super uh, Pets? Uh, is that what it's called, Super Pets? Uh, Yeah, but, uh, DC uh, League of Super Christ, it, I think was what yeah. Called it's, it's good. It's fun because you get. Uh, it was
2: better than it yeah,
0: should be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Resurrection with uh, uh, Rebecca Hall.
1: I oh uh, well I bought the Blu-ray I'm, I'm getting ready to watch that but uh, well that, I think that, it, that is
0: a badge yeah. you bought you bought the Blu-ray <laughs> um, um, Pearl it's Intention. X? Pearl uh, and
1: X dang it you know I'm 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 uh, everybody's gonna kill me because I'm behind on those two it's gonna be a trilogy turns out it's gonna be a third one yes and she's also in the new Cronenberg a uh, son son of Cronenberg film so yeah I need to get going <laughs> son one <there>. of
2: Cronenberg. <laughs>
1: Son of Cronenberg, <laughs> he's very much the, his father's son. That's for sure. His films did, are. Did uh, you
2: have a preference between the two? Which did you prefer? Because a lot of people, I think, prefer Pearl before because I know, of the mind. I just saw Pearl
0: for the first Pearl time the other day. Di-
2: I, I preferred X. I, I preferred X too. X- okay, all right. Yeah, I did. Yeah, they were I, both really good. I enjoyed both of them.
0: Pearl. I mean, the whole um, the fifties melodrama mixed with the slasher drama was one thing, but like, there's just some fun about the. Porn Texas Chainsaw Massacre of X. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. It, was, it just worked better. Um, Emily the Criminal. That's uh, yes. yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, oh, great. It came out on Blu-ray. Okay, so I got to see it. What's the actor it's
2: who plays the
1: old boyfriend
0: who
2: was in Luke Cage? He's he great. He's, so he's, you know, we were talking about Tobias, actors that show up. By, Tobias some, Russo.
0: Is he about Russo? Uh, Dio Russell.
1: Dio,
2: Yes, Russi, yes. Theo Rossi. Dio Rossi. <laughs> so good. So good.
1: I, I, he, I just like man. I I want to watch a film with his character. Way he just handles with this charisma, and then the, the, the he charisma. shows
2: up in a lot of
1: things, yeah. and he every time he deserves, he's just he, like, "Oh, that's the guy." It's just like oh, Clifton, I Clifton, Clifton and
2: Collins, Collins, yeah. Collins. But
1: uh, I just swear, John
2: yeah. Hawk, he's just w- one of these what guys. A nice
1: little surprise of a film. This, this, I, think, I think I think Schrader, I think Paul Schrader helped me uh, keep an eye on it because Schrader liked it on his Facebook. Yeah. What chain, like there?
0: No this this episode feels like it was organized by two or three <laughs> people who didn't just really have their notes together. What yeah. do you think? What do you think about it? Well, but you I did. did. I mean, I,
2: yeah. In our defense chain, you you set some parameters early about how if we mentioned a movie and someone had it higher, we were going to pick it back up again. I, I added a math quiz to the whole yeah. thing. I
0: apologize. Um, I'm just gonna keep reading off this. That list. was a real
2: curveball, sir.
0: I apologize. Uh, something in the dirt. Um, the, uh, the Moorhead Benson movie this year is my first Moorhead Benson movie i ever seen. They do these low budget $50,000 movies even though they are directors of like Moon Knight and um, they do very brainy, low budget movies. Uh, is that black enough for you? Elvis Mitchell's movie? Oh, i dying on... to see
1: that. I, I, I started watching it at my sister's house, but I, I couldn't, couldn't uh, see
0: the The lead Razzie getter of the year, Blonde.
1: I'm dying to see that. I love that. Love you. Uh, after Sun, mm. uh, the new screen was actually I thought pretty good. Right there's a well, there's a, another one coming out. Yes, already. Right. Um, another one coming out. Holy gotcha. crap!
0: You, um, Marcel with the shoes on. Eh,
1: that's cute. cute.
2: Yeah, it was very cute. Marcel the shell, syrupy. With shoes syrupy, little syrupy.
0: Yeah, that's
1: fine. Uh, after Yang. Oh well, that's my top. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, we, we, we did come back to that.
0: Okay. Earlier mentioned uh, Petite Maman. Um, Dynasty to see
1: that. I mean, it's so the trailers at show place. But it never came. Okay. Not my I,
2: fault.
0: I got a feeling these are going to be on some of your top 10 lists. These are my best love movies of the year that I have very low uh, The Fablemens and Tar.
1: Uh, well, I did write down Tar. Uh,
0: Do we want to discuss Tar now?
1: Well, it's, you know, I mean, we can't Have avoid seen it. it. I mean, in, in some ways, I mean. Yeah.
0: Tar is just, in theory, should be the best movie of the year for me. It is probably one of the best made movies of the year. It is an adult movie that it deals with contemporary subjects, with an actress giving a stellar performance and a filmmaker at the top of his game. And why the fuck does it have to be a fucking Me Too story? Why does it have to be another power power corrupt story? Like, why does it just, I, I don't I don't need more of movies about abusers. I'm, I'm done with it. And you find a different angle and it's like, oh, it's a lesb- lesbian uh, symphonic director. Uh, I just don't give a shit. Did any of you guys see, I forget which composer, but there was a European composer who had these exact same complaints about it and Kate Blanchett had to defend them. And part of me was just like, I am on the composer side.
1: Well, I, going back to when I said I, I don't crucify me being the old white man here, we're all, we're all three white actually. The uh, oh, fact- wait, what? <laughs> well, no. But uh, the fact you know, it, it's like you know, it's Speak me yourself, too. Black Lives Matters, all the different things that we've have had had going on and have been showing up in our films in one way or another, uh, almost to almost everything, and no matter what the genre or what the uh, what it is, and I, I'm saying this, these are important topics and we need to see them and we need to be exposed to them but in every single solitary film that's uh but is is that but is that the way these directors and writers are getting their uh, green light
0: well i think the the problem with me also is that um tar in particular has this kind of showstopper scene like two scenes in where it actually i felt like is the movie that's trying to complain about cancel culture in an interesting way and then to like make the character complicit and try to do moral ambiguity with it, which in theory is fine. I'm just, I, I'm, I don't need to see it. I just, I, and then, and we're not even talking about, have you seen the Dan Coy, uh, theory on the, it's an interesting interpretation on like, uh, the last, I guess what, 30 minutes of the movie, potentially having a taxi driver ending where it was all a dream.
1: Hmm.
0: There's a lot to talk about in the movie. Just there's just it, it's spine is this story that is I don't need to see power. These type of power dynamics. I've seen them so many times before I see them in real life all the time. I don't. I'm, I'm good.
2: But, it, I, but with it being that low on your list, does that mean you just you didn't enjoy the film or you didn't appreciate it or you just weren't in the headspace? I was bummed because, out because I mean I when, feel when like when the
0: turn starts to reveal itself I was bummed out that this is what this
2: movie I didn't really like about. it and I think I'm I'm kind of with you but I knew that it was good. Do you know yeah. and and I, I that's what well, you know it's it's well hard to made s- and you know specify. Yeah, You know it's,
0: it's, it's so really There was I was at a point where I was just like talking to a friend about how like just casually brilliant the movie is. There's this point where <laughs> yeah. um um uh, just like even you could tell in first viewing where like um Uh, when she's doing her boxing matches or or where she's getting her frustrations by hitting a boxing bag and it's um i forget which beethoven symphony but it's in the rhythm of the beethoven symphony and they've been talking all this movie about the the how influence just comes up in there there's that opening speech about uh mozart ripping off beethoven right like that was just so casual brilliant there's i remember in that speech in the um in the professor room there's this there's this phrase of Freud's that I've heard people mention recently that I think is amazing, but it's the narcissism of small differences and it's just a casual mention. And it's just, it's just thrown off because that's how, that's how much literate uh, great piece of writing that is just constantly in every minute of this movie. And yet why is it gotta, it just bumped me out. It's like, why is the spine of it this?
1: Because that's, you know, what we're, uh, that's, that's the topic of the day i don't
0: think it has anything interesting to say about it then that's yeah. what bugs me is it just like it because it, it always makes like this like power corrupts inevitably issue with a person that's been in that position forever and i just find that we've done that story before i've seen that story before um Do do you guys want to talk about that
2: i obviously liked it more than you do um, it wasn't in your top 10, though. No, no. And, and that's unfortunate. I think if you'd asked me last year uh, if it would be in my top 10, I would have bet money that it would have yeah. been. Um, I I love Mr. Williams. Um, I mean, there were there were a lot of things that were admirable about it. it. It's just it was fine. You know, it 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 reminded me it many times of something like Belfast, which I think was easy, more easily digestible and just was more fun and gave me more opportunities to kind of interact with it or at least touchstones for me to stick with it. And I think Fableman's is, is good. I, I don't have anything really to say negatively about it. And I'm, I'm going to assume both of you are Spielberg fans. Really? There, it would be difficult to say, okay, well, this is, this is a, a poor film or Check a bad film Spielberg's because we, musical episode. we all agree that it's, you know, it's consummate filmmaker. We, so just because it isn't necessarily what we'd expect when he finally makes a film about himself, maybe it just, you know,
1: it, it had, it had its moments too, obviously. Absolutely. I, I am so over the map over there. I, I was there opening night for it. Cause I, you know, I was just so, uh, juiced to see it. And I was hoping for, I don't know. I just wanted to, uh, I was thinking I was going to get a magical feel out of it. And the, it didn't seem to have that extra little, ethereal feel like i had remember if i want to use Spielberg's example close encounters gave me back when the day when it came out or uh you know uh, uh ai uh, <laughs> yeah, that, uh we were discussing that i remember that had an interesting feel to it but there was something lacking and of course but then also i went through a kind of a divorce somewhat not well similar yeah very similar to uh, is what he experienced and so that touched me a lot in a, in a personal way but the cinematic nerd is that that last sequence is just you got I mean, that almost it makes it worthwhile to sit through all even if it is a little lackluster that that last sequence is just, a, you know, uh, I just loved it. I yeah, yeah,
0: the, if, l- the lackluster part is, is the, there's, there's a trend I was noticing, which I'll bring up on my number two movie, but like it seems it started with Roma in the last few years. A lot of directors have really pushed to like, I need to be very. I need to make my full autobiography. Armageddon film.
1: time, which I need to bring up. Uh, yeah, I he brought that did, up James Gray yet. does that with his, and and uh, what's the Bardo? Isn't he doing that?
0: Yeah, in 2's Bardo*. Uh, and a lot of times, there's a feeling sometimes where like you'll see them in interviews say like, "This is how it really happened," and it's like, "Well, you're a filmmaker, you're a storyteller. Shape it to an interesting story. Don't just like lay out the facts. That's how. That's the difference between." memoir and autobiographical
1: i think he probably maybe he leaned too much on the divorce aspect and that aspect of it uh as opposed to i thought we would really it'd be a love letter to cinema uh uh, filmmaking and i I thought that as a sequence we're going to see him doing his amateur films i thought it, i i I had i this is my preconceived expectations and that's dangerous because they're going to be let down sure but i just thought we would get this I want to go out and make a movie. I want to get you know. I just want to. I you know, uh, I kind
0: of felt that a little in that was, sequence, but I mean, I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I just think there was enough of that to make uh, that I was I was just expecting a little bit more magic in the film, and just uh, maybe the 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 the, the of the of the divorce kind of dragged it down a little bit. I don't know.
0: Um, all right, finishing up the last superhero movie we haven't mentioned, although Taika Waititi was mentioned earlier, Thor: Love and Thunder, which I mean, just was in theory, great. Like just maybe a little step down for Ragnarok, but theory's got a lot going. Christian Bale's great in it. Some that black and white sequence is cool. And you mentioned Armageddon time. Do you want to talk about it?
1: Oh yeah. I was, that was, I, that kind of came came and went and was a nice little surprise. Uh, you, you are, you guys read earlier. We're talking about Trump. I wanted to insert the fact that, uh, a little cameo by an actress played Trump's sister. uh, Yeah. Which is uh, in
0: the trailer. So uh, we don't need to spoil it.
1: But, uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was uh, James Grace, uh It's kind of a he's over here, over here in the corner making these little solid films for the most part. Yeah, he doesn't get much attention, and it was another little period piece from his childhood, uh, and I thought it was it was very touching. And again, dealing with subject matters that were you know like I said they're almost in every film we see nowadays, and it, it happened to coincide with his life, his his, hmm. uh, his his youth. So therefore, maybe that's why he got uh, he got the money to make it. But uh, it, I, I would recommend it very highly.
0: I don't think it's played here. Women Talking?
1: Is, uh, it actually oh, it's is. It,
2: it's supposed to play this month.
0: Okay.
1: It yes. is. Um, Sarah, you know, where, how did you see it? Austin. Oh. When I was in Austin. Sarah Polly. Yes, yes. Sarah Every, Polly's new movie. This is her fourth film, right? It's,
0: it's there's some elements of it that are spot on. There's some elements that like, I was a little disappointed in. Um, there's these sequences where, weirdly, for a movie called Women Talking, the sequences, there are they're they're a few in there. they are not many. Where it talks about young men were the most emotionally affecting for me. But I know maybe I'm just saying this as a man. Um bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, that's that, yeah. That's that a lot, was a fun slasher. A
2: lot of fun. And also just a, a, a nice little twist. Now it's not real heavy handed, yeah. just and, and it's surprising. I didn't see it coming, and I thought it was a, it was a nice little film. I was very surprised by that one. Not as much as I was by Barbarian or or even Megan, which I thought was was a lot of fun. Megan's gonna have to be on. But next that's twenty twenty three, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Sorry,
0: yeah. Smith. Do you want to finish out your list?
2: Well, number one for me was Banshees, um, Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Okay. Uh, I I uh, I just I connected with the melancholy. I I you know a lot of the you know the Irish Civil War stuff. You know, being an American, my uh, world history is probably lacking sure. so you know some of that stuff metaphorical stuff i i don't know if i got everything but just the 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 just melancholy would really connect with me a lot and of course the the three leads well the four leads really was yeah. barry keegan yeah. how do you say that keegan barry keegan we're both no, wrong no. probably uh but the four leads were all terrific i just you know i had a lot of fun with that i don't no, well, and fun is probably the wrong well, word to me, say because it's not fun. It's actually you, really like, super depressing. <laughs> yeah, the
0: people I've talked to have really jumped in that like, um, Martin McDonough's, um, more depressing than normal. They expected, for, and part of me was like, well, you've seen Martin McDonough before, and Martin McDonough has a really good playwriting career beyond his, his writing directing, which the Peloman's pretty freaking depression, depressing. Um, the depressing in this term where I, I but, Just, I mean, did you talk to people at the the theater whenever it was?
2: Well, I mean, I've talked to half a dozen people that I think would enjoy it because it is, it's not for everyone. Clearly you have to be in, in the right headspace in quotes to really be able to appreciate it because it is at best a minor key melody. And at worst, it's like incredibly depressing, so but it's I think about you have depression
0: to... too. I think too. Well, sure, yeah. yeah. And it's and there's some funny stuff in it being about depression too.
2: Yeah, I think the funny stuff. I think you get from the actors. You know, I think that they really get this across. I think if you don't have this uh, relationship already with these actors and this this film and this director, some of the things that are funny might just come off mean spirited. Uh, But, yeah, I I did laugh a few times, certainly. And I do think that it is funny in a way, but not in a way that I think most people are going to appreciate. So, yeah, for me, it was the movie that I connected with most. And, I'm you know, certainly the acting, the directing, all is great. But then I also loved just the location. Just really beautiful. And the things that I would say about Don't Worry Darling, I could also say about Banshee's Anna Sharon.
1: The fact that uh, you kind of undercuts. Viewer expectation because it, the whole thing was predicated. Oh, it's a reunion of the In Bruges guys, and everybody loves In Bruges who have seen it. And uh, and 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 then you uh, see the trailer for this, and you see you know if you seen In Bruges, yeah. The but
0: the, the thing about In Bruges is there's a dead kid in it. Oh, like, I know. But
1: still, it has a a, a light touch. It has a much uh, I mean, In Bruges like, like, second like half Blair does not have. So you walk out of Banshee's she's like what am I to make of that? <laughs>
0: Imbridge's second half is gets dour, as
1: I'm yeah, saying. gets um, very, very Catholic. Yeah, but still. Uh, it, yeah. But, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it's an interesting, very, very, very intriguing film. Uh, I, I love him. Him and his brother, both of them. I I've haven't seen much of John Michael McDonough. In fact, I'm missing one of his brother's films where there, looks like there's like cops, like Seth Rogen and another guy who plays just like just down on Dirty Cops or something.
0: I don't think Seth Rogen's been in a John Michael McDonough movie. Is that true? The
1: the brother one. Who's his brother? Yeah. Uh, Is that Uh, or someone like that, maybe. But uh, the uh, uh all their films, the Calv- Calvary and uh, the Guards uh, with Don Cheadle, his brother made those, and yeah. just the both of them are just very so talented, so talented. <laughs>
0: Do you want to finish up your? Have you have you finished writing your list together? Yeah. Uh,
1: this might be another one that might be uh a la- two years ago, but I uh, ABC brought it in Motherly Sunday. Uh, it was really good. Uh, what is it? Uh, Colin Firth. It's an English film based on a novel. Uh, Colin Firth and uh Olivia Coleman. I mean, it's it's top. It's had uh, a okay. big cast. And what
0: is the word for uh British Britophilia? Yeah, yeah, but this an one not like
1: Mrs. Harris or the Duke. Uh, this one's very serious but again yes another british packed film that you love, on, the, on the serious side though. you
0: love your masterpiece theater Dan? yes oh yeah.
1: yeah very much so okay. so that I recommend that uh, uh if you guys uh if you when you guys get a, get a chance over to see that okay oh uh, montana story I know it played late here last year I didn't get around to it but I thought it was really good that's the, isn't that the she's the girl from uh uh that's in both of uh the Koreans film, uh, Columbus and, uh, Koganada. Yeah. Uh, she, you're going to
0: bring up after Yang here in a second yeah, too. Yeah.
1: She's a Montana story. Really nice, sweet little story that, uh, beautiful scenery. And, I uh, overlooked, do we want to talk about, Yeah, uh, speaking of after Yang, I thought it was really good. Uh, you got, you got to surround to it. Did you Shane?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I have, um, my, 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 complaints are really Cause coconut is amazing. Like Columbus is a really cool movie, especially yeah. for someone living in Southern Indiana. Um, it was a little bit of like, have you, I, I listen to a lot of like AI podcasts or people talking about the future of AI. Have you ever heard the complaint that Herb breaks down and the like last end where there's this tendency as much as we want to make movies about AI that like long to be human when it, now that we're starting to get closer and closer to the possibility that AI might really be something like we're like, no, that's not exactly how it works out. They like, they're just different, but they don't want, they don't have ids and egos. They don't aspire to love and have a life beyond us and stuff like that. I guess with a little bit with After Yang at the end, that was kind of where I was like, Ugh. but there was like, Coconut is like way of just, is just setting up a movie, much less a scene, is very, always so poetic and interesting to watch. And Colin <laughs> Farrell's really great in it, too. Yeah, I love
1: the, refer- the the Herzog reference in there. What was the Herzog reference?
0: Oh, Grizzly, Ma- the uh, Herzog. Uh, butterflies. Uh, we are talking about the butterflies. Uh, and uh,
1: duck- yeah, it's uh, oh, I, the tea, making the tea. And-
0: I was so into like the first half hour, 45 minutes of it.
1: But no, I, I really I really recommend it. Oh uh, two directors, two favorite directors of mine came back with films this year. One I really liked. one I was kind of eh. uh, Walter Hill was back with Dawll for the Dead. with what's her name in it uh, from Mrs. Rachel
0: Brosnahan. Yeah. Do, do you do you want a smartphone with IMDB to it or like, how's this?
1: <laughs> I don't but uh, I I, 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 have to go I did with, want to see this. yeah, I- it's very it, it's very Walter Hillish in some ways. And maybe I needed, maybe I need a, maybe my expectations were too high. That always happens with one thing. Happened. One thing about like, did the budget match up with them? Did it feel like it, it was okay? It wasn't a great budget, but he had Dwayne Defoe and he had what's her name and he had uh, Rachel Brosnahan, a couple other uh, major actors in it. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, uh, it's I think you know it's it's glad to see him active and and, and doing flexing his western muscles. And then the other one that would come back for me, and it was match match My expectations is David Cronenberg, the Future*. So uh, that, that is
0: one of my big omissions of the year so i still haven't seen it
1: that's uh it's pure he's back and forth he's back baby uh, because, uh, body uh body horror just like his son's doing
0: it uh, <laughs> just let me be like son body horror is back
1: <laughs> exactly it was the sun continuing yeah so it's just it's it was really really good again Kristen Kristen stewart making real interesting choices of being a cronenberg film uh I, I love seeing her and patterson's career and what the choices they make and so I, Fascinating. So yeah, if you're a Cronenberg fan, I, I don't think uh, I wasn't let down. Uh, but uh, it's you know it almost picks up where Videodrome left out because that you know after Videodrome he started making other people's scripts. Yeah. Uh, you know, adaptations. Dead
0: Ringer has a little bit. In, no, yeah. And then Existence. never I mean. really.
1: Yeah, it's oh, it's and then uh, the one with Jude Law. Existence. Uh, uh, yeah, the organic matrix, as I yeah. call it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that was fun. Uh, Andrew Yang. Then uh, oh, uh, Phil Tippett's Mad God.
0: Still, I need to see that too. It's like, what I've seen of it is amazing.
1: It's, uh, I can't explain it. You're, I, it's just a mind trip, but it's, uh, it's amazing what it's he's done. It's pretty much a silent movie, well, isn't he, it? It basically plays like a silent movie, but this is one of the, the masters of stop animation, uh, stop motion animation, uh, uh under, after Ray Harryhouse, and he's one of the masters. Mm. And to get this project done, and he's done like 22 years on it. Yeah. It's been, he's been, yeah. That, even more, maybe. And it's, uh, it's worth amazing. It's worth a look. Um, and then, uh, I guess the one thing, the well, last thing I want to say, and I don't know what the official release date here is, but I saw this, and it's just masterful. It is the documentary on Ennio Morricone called Ennio, the Maestro?
0: You you mentioned this a few episodes. back. It's Directed
1: by this guy named cinema Paradis, so I can't. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, um, <laughs> but he's worked with Morricone. Actually, he's used Morricone on his soundtracks. Yeah. And and the interview was done. Just like we remember how in the uh, score he says, you got to have the, the fact of Dylan sitting down and sitting, answering all these questions more Coney was still alive and answering all these questions.
0: That was to the Dylan thing. Sorry, but... that
1: it, it's, it's So you get to hear things straight from more talking about his career. And it co- it's a little bit over, it's over two hours and it's really long, but uh, uh, I really recommend it. I, I was able to do, I got an all region player. So I, I, I don't think it's been released officially here in America. Hmm. Not possibly. So uh, check I... it out.
0: I'm going to wind down my list. I think I really have one surprise left. Really, um, it's your number two. Yes. Well, let's, let's get through the other ones real quick. Top Gun, Maverick, like IMAX in the theater, like movies are back. Did you
2: I, see it with a crowd? Did yes. that And that helps. I yes. think. Honestly. I
1: think when mean, you're thinking, I, I, I see. To me, you're being. I, I think that's so high. It's, I it's do. Back not, to a little bit hipsterism. I, I you do know? not. <laughs> you oh. Be,
0: I, oh, uh, shots fired! I'll take that shot. I did not. I am not a fan of the first one as much. I uh, me I either. Saw, honestly, I saw it for the first time, and this movie does not deserve to be the this sequel <laughs> does not deserve to be this good, um, especially for a movie that's all about Tom Cruise being Superman for the military industrial complex. Yeah, I still love this movie. It's so. It I keep calling it the Christopher McQuarrie uh, industrial complex, where like that man needs to get a lot of money and be made make more movies. And which I think is going to happen, if I'm going to go. Yeah, so, I would say so. With Mission Impossible is coming out. Um, Avatar, Way of the Water. Um, what number a, is this? Number three. Number three. Yes. Wow. I- I'm sorry. I d- Don't be. Honestly. No, no. I'm sorry. incredibly I'm not, entertaining. I'm not I mean, too to the core. You, let me finish my fucking sentence. I am not <laughs> sorry for liking this movie. I'm sorry for the rant I'm about to go on, which you guys were then cutting me off of. Uh, spectacle has been gone. This is like this, there's a reason this movie just crossed crossed the two billion dollar mark. This is the thing that's bringing asses back into seats. I think, and Ted, I ranted about this a few episodes ago when I first after I first got through seeing it. I think everyone's complaints about it being trippy and simplistic and indigenous stuff is just just so wrongheaded. like so my big the book book i'm reading right now is david graeber the uh, economist uh, who died recently wrote this book that's supposed to be a response to a uh, yuval noah harari which we did an episode on and his book sapiens and a lot of what i'm reading so far is talking about how right mainly post enlightenment and whenever europe was coming into north america there is a lot of people ignoring indigenous tribes critique of European society. And that there was actually a lot of interesting writing when like a lot of native American tribes were seeing how these Europeans worked and, you know, had these uh, terrible power hierarchies, devotion to the King and just intense capitalism and like punitive, just like really crushing punishment for money. They were critiquing it. And so my point is, the only place you're going to get that critique right now is if someone does a metaphor for indigenous tribes and it's going to come from science fiction. So all these people out there who are talking about post-capitalism seem glib, but and then they turn around and make fun of this. It just bugs the shit out of me. Like this is the only place you're going to get a real interesting critique of the way we do things. And like, especially from an environmental standpoint, this is the only way you're, like, yes, it may, it, it's put in a, a uh, poppy bow but like in, in in a two billion dollar but game. really
2: does it, that kind of underscores your point is that it's medicine for everyone yeah it's not just for film fans it's yeah. like everyone has seen this movie and everyone's getting the message whether they like it or not
0: and everyone like i just there's you know everyone made the joke don't don't bet against james cameron after this but you
2: shouldn't have been against Cameron before that and i mean really really he's money in the bank
0: people act like look there's there's an interesting thing where i think people forgot about the first one just because that movie's power comes in the theater that movie comes things comes with scale i would say that
2: about this one as well
0: oh totally totally because what happened is i've seen it twice the first time i saw it in three the second time i saw it 2d on a 235 screen and it's still cool on the 235 screen but like it's an experience and it's a cinematic experience and it's just an undeniable one.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm to be perfectly honest, the experience that you have with those two films, Top Gun and Avatar, if we don't put them in a top 10, they deserve their own category. Well, that's what
1: I was was going to say. I don't know if I would put them in a, my favorite top 10 but certainly both experiences were fun there's
0: cinema and, and there's movies it's it's there, it's what else like why are we parsing what we saw Well, a lot
1: of times if for me a top 10 is uh, these are films i want to see again i want to watch i want to s- and i'm not sure i really i'm going to rush back to top gun or avatar i have
0: watched top gun a few times as i own it you see it's over on the shelf and i just recently bought for the first time the extended cut of avatar i watched the uh, extended version of it of course we we're going to try to do an episode on it it hasn't happened yet all right should i my number two i i'm tempted to just do my number one get out of the way because my number two is the only thing with tension but fuck it my number two is on almost no one's top ten list and in, i've seen and it's it's the i i've done this every year where it's like when i see this on nobody's list i have to see it twice to be like did i just have a good time with it and was i wrong and usually um uh mitchell's versus the machine was the one last year where i was like no the second time turning three, red no okay it is Apollo 10 and a, half, a space age childhood. I don't yeah. know why. No, well, I know. Did your, you
2: see it? Your relationship with the filmmaker. So
0: well, I, I, I was an intern for him a long time <laughs> ago. I lived in Austin, Texas, where he's is, he is a presence. Yeah.
2: No, I have not seen it. I, obviously, it's I, high on my list to see.
1: What's
0: Apollo and a space age childhood? It's Richard Linklater's Rotoscub contributions. Is his news movie oh, it's Linklater. It's Richard Linklater's okay. newest movie. Yeah. It is is criminally not talked about. I it just blows my mind. That's like, the
2: problem with streaming. I okay,
0: think. so the basic gist of it is it's a rotoscope thing of his childhood, and it's kind of got a young adult spying to it. Where the joke is that uh, they in, in Houston in 1969 they screwed up the Apollo uh, Apollo 11, and they have to go to a kid to covertly go to the moon on his own and uh i mean and when i say like this this is the spine of it this is barely the part of the movie because what really this movie is is this is ted you would love this movie just because it's an i think linkler's close to your age and you're always talking about your your specific tyranny of nostalgia this movie is about him, all the little tiny minutia. It's almost like an essay of growing up in Houston in 1969 and all the little things he dealt with and all the pop culture he went with and dealing with his sisters and dealing with his dad and going to Astroworld. So and, again,
1: another director. Uh, uh, yes.
0: And all the things I was complaining about with all these other, uh, the, the, being too literal with all the autobiographical stuff. Linklater is the one that nails it. Hmm. Odds. I, it I, is that us? due to format? Do you think that has something Where to do with it? Streaming? Well, I, that book is on Netflix. Uh, that, that that wears me out too because if, if you saw the Amazon show Undone, uh, the uh, Bob Sebastian animation stuff, the rotoscoping technique they use is just getting more and more sophisticated and more and more gorgeous. So like comparing this to Waking Life is just getting better and better and better. You can Even it to Scanner Darkly, getting better and better. And I don't know why more people haven't seen this movie.
1: It is amazing. And with,
2: it, with streaming, you have that short window when they release the film. And if it's not, Top ten if people don't really connect with it immediately. And it just there, gets there were, shuffled off.
0: There's always this feeling that Netflix buries a movie, but what does happen is it just doesn't promote it. It's not really a bury. And like it doesn't
2: yeah. it doesn't connect with audiences. And obviously Netflix is the mainstream streamer.
0: And so or do you think? And more well, really quickly, as much as I want to say this is an amazing movie, as we know, like I, I Linklater being one of my favorite filmmakers, and I love so many of his movies. And the thing I love about his movies is as amazing as it is. Pauline Kael said this about him years after she retired. It was one of the few times she like granted an opinion on a filmmaker after her retirement. Linklater has that Lubitsch level light touch. He's not, he does not try hard. And he, in like, yet these things magically come together and like you find this moment usually, and this one has it like at the end where just like there's like one line that m- brings the whole movie together. And this one has that. What were you going to say, Ted?
1: Well, I was going to say, do you think Linklater and Bombbach and Soderbergh <laughs> are, do you think, it behooves them to, to get get they, get they get to make all these projects because they get funding from streaming service, but then they get disappeared and nobody and nobody and they get did they, they get well lost you're or, I mean, they,
0: they... you're mentioning you're running the gamut right here just because like Night Noise was like a hundred thirty million dollar movie Noah bucket to make a hundred thirty million dollar movie and Soderbergh is also another great example he always talks about look I I I would love everything that plays on a screen but to him at the end of the day format doesn't matter just as over. Content trumps format. But that, but, the fact but, that he I gets mean, to well make the, the movie. get
1: to do things, and 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 maybe they wouldn't. But if the if he went the the normal route, and and just and it gets dumped in the theater, and nobody sees it uh i mean what's better i mean are we apple oranges here or is one way better i mean are we are we should be, I would, I would we should almost, be happy that netflix and amazon are funding these yeah fun totally because
0: they are funding more i think the argument is if they go to a normal studio route it just doesn't get made Two, this is the streaming question that a lot of people are asking themselves of like look if we put this buried into a library that's available in perpetuity is it better and i, I think i'd say yes here,
2: here's the problem that i have with with that line of thinking and that uh Yes, it is great that some of these filmmakers are getting budgets. And honestly, I think something like Glass Onion may have been more successful for me if they hadn't had such a high production budget. But the problem is now when these films get 100, White Noise gets $130 million and then Netflix doesn't see returns on it, then that's the excuse or the reason that they stop funding these things.
0: But they're already funding Obama's next movie.
2: I mean, aren't they locked into a contract with Bombard? I don't know, but...
1: Okay. I just, you know, I, I, yeah, I, you know, just... I don't know what... Um, I just have to break down and get some streaming services or bar, uh, come over to my Shane's house and well, watch Shane's house. Or-
2: really, I think the answer is is some sort of mixed format release where it gets a theatrical release. And, and they kind of sniffed this with Army of the Dead and with Glass Onion and a few of these others where... You give it a couple of weeks in the theater and that's a trailer for your streaming release. That gives you all this free publicity plus sometimes millions of dollars. I mean, it was suggested that they lost possibly 50, 60 million dollars by not giving uh glass onion, you know, more of a theatrical run than it it's week. Exactly. Yeah. I and, mean,
0: they, I think this is anecdotal too much just because like, this is the conversation they're having in LA about all this stuff, especially post COVID where it's clear, like they, they, these streamers run on their metrics they have better numbers than anybody else so they know like if we put this in theaters what this would help and and they were doing it for years too although they were doing it with things like uh, the irishman or things like um so it's just I, I get the feeling they want to i, I just, but i mean and the theory, obviously the film people we'd rather this i'd rather have seen these netflix movies in a the theater
2: yeah, and I think clearly HBO Max has seen the writing on the wall with that, and they've pretty yeah. much cleared the decks of anything that might well, go streaming first. 10. And then you see what happened with Smile, which I actually thought was not great, not a great film, but made a ton of money. This it was originally a movie that was slated to streamer. Stream
0: they went to theatrical. You know what HBO Max did with Soderbergh's next movie? Mm. They decided to make it's the Magic Mike uh, third movie. And it's going to be in theaters because. Well, because the first one made, a, I don't know, oh, 80 yeah, that, million. That, that, dollars. But it's a theatrical experience. That's the most, yeah. but but given I mean, that that's
1: going to do well at the theater. I almost.
0: think that was originally going to be on HBO Max, and they were like, no. Theaters. That was the
2: original intention. Yeah. But that was when they were buying up a lot of uh, properties for that streamer because they were trying to get subscribers. And I don't think that model, and you even see what's happening with Netflix now. When they're losing subscribers globally, and then they're also trying to, well, they did, you did
0: know, a turnaround in their last quarterly report.
2: Cut down on sh- password sharing. I mean, there's a finite number of people, and at this point, they've grown to
0: pretty yeah, much as big as they're ever is, going to be able to get. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a, infinite growth. Is not a, it's a sustainable strategy. Um, hmm. Hmm. finishing it out Smith are we doing the everywhere everything everywhere all at once
2: uh, we can but before we move on um I interestingly about uh Richard linklater I literally read an article yesterday about the hundred and and I can't even remember where I read this but it was the hundred greatest comedies this century so, so since 2000 did you know what number one was you probably have a pretty good Things guess are confused no
1: um
2: newer really everybody wants some Wow. Everybody wants some. Yeah. Huh. Which is the spiritual sequel to Days yeah. to Yes. So I think that his reputation is high. And if he makes a film, and, and I think you could put this in the category with like Boyhood, where it's something that, you know, he's been doing for a while and it's close to his heart. And, and obviously you loved it. It's, it's a film that I think yeah. film fans should like, and it just gets buried.
0: Yeah. I, um per your point, Ted, his new movies in the can, I think is already finished. And, He's trying to outdo boyhood. He's doing a Sondheim musical. That's supposed to take like 20 years to film maybe hmm. longer. Yeah. Like, so he's still getting, you
1: well, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, uh, for like, people like me that want to, uh, these, I want I want all the link letter films on my shelf. Uh, you know, uh, criterion. But there
0: tends to criterion seems criterion to have that to, thing with uh, Netflix.
1: Yeah. You know, though I'm like four or five films behind on Soderbergh. It's killing me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The, i just got i just finally got to see power of the dog as a criterion you know that was that was an interesting uh, watch and, wow
0: that last year's big uh, Oscar. yeah exactly talking about my top movies made me feel a little better about them but i did have that feeling that like it was the middle block kind of blended together on on my list but yeah i definitely felt that okay. and
2: and you know the two or three standouts that i had I, they were really in not so much order it's just that you know i watched uh man she's maybe in a time that i was ready for it and maybe that goes to what ted is saying you know you get an opportunity you have to be in the headspace for that you have to be ready for that moment and so if it takes a few months for me to see something then maybe that's the best way to do it but of course streaming it for me to find like if i want to go find apollo 10 and a half tonight i'm gonna have to actually go in the search bar and type in apollo 10 and a half oh no in the search bar. <laughs> Well, I mean you did ted did you see everything everywhere all at once
1: oh yeah opening night uh all right, ted and i saw it together actually. you yeah, did okay and, and one of the person oh well then. one of our party walked out He couldn't take it <laughs> it was Wait, a it was a really, really funny it was a really funny I honesty, like, it happened
0: no no what happened was and you get it you get it just where he wasn't pro- properly prepped for the movie like the the maximalism of like the like beginning just started at him and he's like got up and he's like i'm gonna go watch venom
1: oh yeah oh no you i'm also, I can understand or was it morbius it was morbius oh yeah, it no that no, was morbius was it yeah oh no and i'm like i didn't even know what happened afterwards. i was like really I well it's shocked. not
2: for everyone to be honest both of you liked it much more than i did and, I, and i'm not saying i didn't like it well ted, it didn't, ted didn't like it as much so ted no, I guess what i thought you were
1: so you were the achingly same
2: quaint and Quaint? Yeah, there were, yeah, absolutely. And I, and there were obviously things that I really enjoyed about it, but I also think that this is one of those type of movies. Uh, and, and I just think of Birdman and I was listening to a podcast the other day about how the, you know, if you went back and, and let's say, for instance, we went back two years ago and we pulled out our top 10 list, how would we reorder those based upon, you know, how we feel about those films now. And I think, if everything, everywhere, all at once is your number one and your number one, I wonder if you'll still feel that way in three I've just my
1: number one, though. Okay, but, uh,
2: well, then I think you and I agree. I think we both had a good time with it. I, I, I did enjoy the movie.
0: I think there, there's... Uh, David Fincher has a thing where he thinks the Oscars should switch to where they, they vote on movies 10 years ago. So, like, you have to <laughs> Well, they could do both. I
2: think that would actually make for a really interesting yeah. comparison. Because there would be things, obviously, we all realize Crash would fall off. But then, you know, there are things like Birdman that I'm like, I just don't know if that holds up. And, And another one, and I know Ted hates me for this, but I think the artist... Really is is a one trick pony. Well,
0: I th- I've seen this came up, uh, and you can go back to our si- assigned sound poll thing, but the Jean D'Alman being put as number one, like Oscar winners have this issue too, where if you're not in love with the movie and it's told you're told is the best, it puts a target on that movie's back. Oh yeah. it's almost a disservice.
1: Well, to but how, that is true. How did how it this movie, this Michelle film, with such craziness and goofiness? get such attention and did so well. It's almost like you should ask well, someone who
0: liked the movie, what they thought of it. <laughs>
2: but well, no, no, I mean, she, she, it's his number one. We right. should at least let him go. <laughs> look, Let's, I see, let's look, hear, because I, I don't think we disagree with you. No, I, I mean, just want to hear why you think that of, it's better than this anything. This is you the saw. kind
1: of film that I'm, you know, accustomed to and like, and, uh, the Daniels, you know, are just, uh, they, they're wearing. I think they're wearing their indie alternate alternative on their sleeve with both their films. Uh, like, look at here. We're gonna go. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, and 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 a piece. I of, ask again, Ted, Do, do crossed, you like movies? But, but the fact that it crossed over. <laughs> only thing you know. I want to can, can I say something very daring? Go for uh, it. Yeah, let's, let's do
0: it. Let's go. I hope you do. I hope you do. It, it,
1: maybe this film did well and it was accepted by a lot of people that normally wouldn't accept it. Because they've been trained by the MCU movies.
0: I think that's totally
1: fine. I think RRR... is less it,
0: daring than you led us to believe. Okay. RRR so, in, and <laughs> in everything I at once have a lot in common to where I yeah, just need absolutely. to see some fucking imagination on screen. And I need... in like, yes, maybe it's a kitchen sink movie. The maximalism sometimes is much. I think maybe it has five endings or five emotional climaxes at the end. But Jesus, these are great filmmakers who really put everything into it. And they almost like completely make it a... a
1: homogeneous hole. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I I I I, have, I, I can't argue with you and at it. And is
0: emotional? It's got an ethos to it. Like that speech about uh, uh kindness is actually a smart strategy and having optimism is a is a smart strategy. It's just like I'm sick of per my uh tar rant. Like this is the type of ethos I need to see in a movie.
1: And I'm so happy with, for Michelle Yo. I mean she's again that's one of these
0: actresses You You like, have a movie that's ostensibly uh it's it's got a very pedestrian quirky plot line um but it's also you could say it's also in the form of the matrix but you can also say it has parodies of one car and ratatouille and uh, 2001 inside of it but they also make it work and it questions existence and depression
1: in interesting ways no, 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 and yeah, yeah,
0: family it... and lineage and
1: I'm surprised it's not my number one. I just the whale and northman moved me more and got to me more. So that's why I, that's why it edged that, over those. That that's um, that's fair. But that said everything you said is so correct um mm-hmm. uh, and it's so uh yeah, inventive um it's almost so almost inventive. Almost to the point of like whoa, slow down, honey. You know, well,
0: isn't that what a second and a third viewing are for? Have yeah. you seen it a second time?
1: Yes, I watched. This. I had to see. Oh, uh, I don't want to admit this here, but I, I was. I mean, we we ate dinner before that, and I had I didn't have a nap, so I can't accept those with my chunks. Oh, of Ted, do and you love movies I, or
0: do you love sleep?
2: He <laughs> uh, also fell asleep during Nightmare Alley last year, and then later <laughs> oh realized that he really <laughs> loved the film. I
0: know <laughs> he was. I saw Nightmare Alley with him. We we talked about it. But uh, maybe yeah. you're the one putting him to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i was sitting next to you when, yeah, and yeah,
1: everything. that's right oh. so uh but no it's what, what i wanted to say something about yeah you know i just i'm just so shocked like a, a lot of uh general audiences uh took it in I, yeah oh.
0: i i was so excited to talk to people about the dildo fight afterwards <laughs> you know a dildo
2: fight does and and honestly i will say this um uh, I did see it later than a lot of people, including you two. And there's a decent possibility—I'm willing to admit there's a decent possibility—that when I go to see it, I've got my arms crossed, saying, "Okay, would well now impress me." Well, is it, was there because also too many people, like
0: too uh, many people going like, uh, "Oh, this movie's so LG, edgy, It's got a
1: dildo." And and in it, 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 it
2: wasn't just you. And and this is kind of what Ted is saying. It was common audiences, general audiences, were really liking this. Hey, we really like that movie. And so when I go to see it, I already have this expectation of. Hey, it's working for cinephiles and for general audiences, and then things like the dildo fight. I just felt like this is just <laughs> not what I was led to believe. It's it felt corny to me.
0: It's a very silly movie, though. Well, wow, but RRR
2: is silly, and I think because it's trying so hard. Well, they had the and farts. Has in the, so their much. Previous film. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd, I again, possibly if I'd sat with it with you two. And not falling asleep during the movie, maybe I would have, it would be higher on my list. I don't know. But I I do feel like maybe there was a little bit of defense for me because so many people had told me they liked it. And to be honest, some people whose opinion doesn't really carry a lot of weight. So, you know, when some people are like, hey, I can't wait to see uh, this most Morbius," and then say, oh, I also liked.
0: D- Smith, Everything
2: everywhere all at once. Then Smith, it's like, well,
0: your your opinion is suspect. Don't let Chuck Polanek fans ruin Chuck Polanek for you. <laughs> oh,
2: I, that's fair. And I guess in this situation, you're the Chuck Polanek fan. Oh god! Wow. <laughs> what uh, what
0: have I become? Um,
2: but you guys loved it, and I wanted to love it, uh, and maybe I, I I just wasn't in the mood for it. I'm not. I'm. It's hard to say. But I did like it. But for it to be number one, I just wonder in in. 5 years or 10 years well, when well, there's we too much re-evaluate. martial arts
1: because you're not uh, Aaron doesn't like martial arts films. Oh, <laughs> oh I do not. You're right. All oh, right. You and, don't like horror, I'm a hipster yeah, well, and you don't I, like martial
0: arts. I'm just saying,
2: oh, I uh, uh, admittedly there is way too much fucking kicking tat, and you know. everything everywhere. There's a lot of kicking and about the second scene where there's just uh, a and and this is the John Wick thing or it uh, any of these films There's where it's built train upon yeah. bullet train doesn't have as much it has too many i'm going to be honest but when there are that many fight sequences i do tend to tune out admittedly but so. i would say you know ted uh in, in that in that same vein what what was your favorite animated film and your favorite horror film from 2022
1: well i i could say barbarian i could say uh uh well probably barbarian is going to
2: I, yeah, oh, that might be mine too. Men,
1: you know, is that considered horror? Or you know, yeah. they were
2: they were definitely that's a folk horror movie.
1: Oh, *Crimson of the Future* because Cronenberg. It was yeah, uh, that's it yeah, And yeah. then, uh, then I, I the superpowers Justice League. I was just surprised how fun that was, uh, and, and of course I'm partial to comic book stuff, but uh, I did see that. I still have. I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I, I'm sorry to say I haven't kept up with Pixar ever since the Post Slashter one. Seems like I've kind of lost uh, my. Uh, attention to them
0: Smith is our is our resident of the kids movies did you see Puss in Boots I have yeah is it good, um, I heard good things you know I felt like it holds up better for me as
2: far as the you know the overall storyline and it just I felt like Minions seemed really tired like they've taken a, an idea and, it, and it's almost like the fourth of the fifth Ice Age movie where it's just like okay we're we're just keeping this up for the sake of keeping it up
0: because kids like the same thing kids
2: want to come out for these sequels uh, and, and Pussy Boots didn't seem as tired. And I actually think that, you know, possibly that's why it's has more legs. But then, you know, Pixar, with the films that they put out this year that were streaming only, were really solid. And then Lightyear was extraordinarily disappointing. So, I I, mean, it, I, it wasn't I terrible. It's not terrible. We well, have talked
1: about Pinocchio. The, the, the Which true. one? Yeah, I guess several, yeah. The Razzie
2: one? Oh, yeah. Oh. I knew that or was going to
0: Toro is what you're referring to. Yeah. Um, I want to end by pointing out uh, what I teased earlier that actually I've watched these in a, I think maybe four times in a row or f- not in a row, but four times. If I had to pick my favorite filmed entertainment of the year, I'd say the last two episodes of the FX show, the bear, like bl- that, sh- that series did not need to be that good. And the last two episodes in particular blew my mind. No, I
2: haven't watched that, but that sounds exciting. Now I have to not like it because you did.
0: Well <laughs> no joking. Right, um this is our year in uh our year in episode. I wanna go ahead and warn you guys next year. You're gonna to wanna to come up with lists in oh, order. Yes, you know, I they don't one. have okay. to we'll come
2: time. up with lists. We'll we'll be glad to do that, but I no think math. we can't have any curveballs thrown at us right before we start the podcast. <sighs> I so. was told there would be no
0: math this debate. Yes. <laughs> Alright, thanks everybody for listening. Smith, Ted, thank you for being on this episode. Glad to do it. I
1: love listening. <laughs> My <kid. laughs>